2: Hey everybody, welcome to the last session of the Blizzard Watch D&D Wears campaign. Uh, Joe and I have been running this thing for a a bit now, and this is the last time we'll be here unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know how you feel about it, but regardless, I'm Matt, I'm the... I've been told by some people that the term Dungeon Master bothers them, so uh, I'll just say I'm the storyteller for this session. Um, With me are three of the four players who've made this such a delay all along. unfortunately, Andrew couldn't make it this week, and we're just going to have to finish up without him, which is a, which is sad because you know Andrew's been playing Creo and he's been really pivotal to the story, and he's a good player as well. And so, sorry that we have to finish it up without you, Andrew. But thank you for all you did to be here. Um, just going to introduce everybody going going around as my my brain whirls here. Uh, first up, because I'm going with alphabetical order this time, is Ann Stickney. Ann, say to who you're playing, and say hello to everybody.
0: Hi, I'm Anne. I'm playing Kiska, who is a super overpowered druid, dark elf druid now.
2: <laughs> yep. Uh, Joe? Hi,
4: Joe Perez. I will be playing uh, the character Aegis and possibly more. I don't know. Matt told me to level both of my characters up. Uh, so we're going to see how that goes, because that's a thing.
2: Yep. And finally, uh Liz?
1: hello I am Liz and I am playing isra a dragonborn an emerald gym dragonborn ranger cleric <laughs> with a pet emerald dragon named uh Rika yes that's it names words I got this totally prepared okay
2: and uh when when we were last here uh time has advanced since the last time we saw everybody as they were plumbing the depths of this ancient dragon citadel named mithidane and in that time uh as the last session i think was pretty pretty hectic for everybody when <laughs> uh, amongst other things a host of other warforged souls had appeared from inside the gestalt body that was once the body of, primarily of delver and a paladin named uh, uh retribution's hand now uh in addition to Aegis the somewhat dwarf-like warforged barbarian, there's Delver, there's Moonborn, a ancient and powerful druidic being who is there. Uh there's also a strange monk who is also there. Uh it it's been really kind of an odd time for everybody involved. So yeah. Um I guess we're just going to get straight into it. The characters have been traveling for about two weeks underground now.
0: Do we have an army of Warforged souls with us then? Or did you've
2: they got leave? About, you've got a bunch of them. Uh, you don't have all of them. because There
4: was 30 souls and a bunch stayed behind because there were civilians.
2: Yeah, okay. basically many of them were not what you'd call combatants. Uh, because of that, Creo volunteered to lead them out because mm-hmm. someone had to. And also because, according to like the little bit of, of uh, intelligence you guys were getting from the ones who'd been in here uh, there, there's a strangeness about the underground citadel Uh, monsters and and mayhem tend to come up from the underground depths. And so a group of you, especially Isra uh, who was very much determined to get to the bottom of what had happened to what her once village and Delver, who is desperately curious to find out what's been going on this whole time wanted to go in further Uh, Kiska and, Aegis are just basically going along because it's their friends and they want to help them. But Creo said, "I have an idea." He's been getting flashes ever since that strange force spoke to him, and he's le- he's leading the people out. And then he said, "He's got an idea. Uh, he'll catch up with you guys as soon as he can, hopefully in time." So right now it is Kiska, Isra, and of course uh, her her uh, little dragon, I, whose name I keep forgetting, which is not Rika. Rika. Um, Aegis. Um, I already mentioned Delver, right? Yep. And then there's Moonborn, who's also with the group, uh, mainly because he doesn't seem to know what else to do with itself. And there's the very quiet uh, Warforged monk who's been following along doesn't say a lot. um, When spoken to, all you really get is that this one is inevitable loss. And that's basically how it talks and pretty much all it says. So that is the current party. And after two weeks of traveling underground with uh, several smaller moments, you, you helped a clan of troglodytes evacuate a subterranean cavern. Ta- and in return, they, they gave you food and provisions for the trip. You've basically been traveling along one of the underground rivers. Uh, and that's about the morning of your first, i would say, your, let's say your third day. You're awakened in your camp to the sounds of, of ship sails.
4: Every anybody else here? Ships. This is what is going on. Ships
2: down here. Ahoy! And as you see, as you're like you're breaking camp, a group of kobolds (laughs) sails into view. Uh, Your your glowing friend said that you needed help getting someplace down here, and well, if there's anything us kobolds know how to do, it's get lost.
4: This is
0: not uh,
2: how
4: you say confidence inspiring.
0: No, no, it's okay. They're cool.
4: I, I know they're cool. They are friends, but uh, getting lost is not the exactly idea. Yeah.
2: Well, no, because we know how to get lost, so we'll just not do that, and then it should be fine. See?
4: Ah, okay. It just would go along with plan. I've got nothing
2: better to do. So this is how you find yourselves on the deck of a cobalt sailing ship
1: <laughs> in an in an underground river. Am mm-hmm? I understanding this yes, correctly? Yes, okay. yes, that's correct.
2: Uh, The next uh, couple of weeks are fairly uneventful. You're astonished at how big it is down here. Like, you'd never been down here um, under the mountains like this. And even Kiska, who has been, has never been to this particular part of it. I mean, it's like saying, you're from underground, right? Well, yeah, but it's like saying you're from North America, right? I don't know where everything is. (laughs) It's, It's a big place underground. But this, it's so it's the landscape is familiar, but the specific place you are at, no, no idea never been is, here is
0: the captain here
2: oh yeah they're all there all your old friends if you want me to act one of them out i will yeah i want to talk to the captain real quick ah, how's it going so um how'd you get the boat down here oh no the boat uh your little friend wished it up oh yeah he had a sword with a wish yeah he did and he said okay. you know here's a, here's boat and so yeah that's where all the cannons come from too I, I didn't like. I didn't tell him I wanted cannons, but my God, I wanted cannons. Hey, having yeah.
0: cannons is all. Cannons a is thing awesome down
2: here because mm-hmm. there's all kinds of dangerous stuff here. Yup, like like brain-eating things and and tentacle things and and dangerous dark elves. No offense.
0: None taken. Do you know where he
2: went after he wished this into existence? He said he had to talk to a man about a gun. Oh. I don't know what <laughs> and... that man.
4: Uh good times! All right, nothing bad will come of this. So, um, does, does Liz.
1: I have a I have a question? Does Delver uh-huh. still have the deck of many things? Oh
4: yeah, he, he does. Uh, and okay. he also and and for for clarity, Delver still has
2: a wish.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm just, yeah, I am just to we have more than one wish. I knew we had more
2: than one wish. Also, uh, between you and me, I'm sure. Uh, I think pretty guy basically wished that the boat would not get lost. <laughs> like, oh, good. about I because uh, otherwise we could be down here for like a lot of time and and some people need to get this over with uh, uh okay you can't see me at home but i just look straight at my computer screen as if it were a camera <laughs> uh, but it's not so that was weird but yes regardless after about the two week mark uh you see on the giant underground river a foreboding structure ahead which is very familiar but much much vaster uh, when you first got your your, your little house, the, the manor back at at the Weir's, underneath it had been a temple of sorts. Right. The structure looks very much like that, but if you built it like ten times the size. Oh, no. They're the same giant statues. Uh, however, the statues of this one are not of a minotaur-like figure.
4: Interesting.
2: What are they? Well, they are a tall, somewhat humanoid figure with horns. But uh, it's actually Kiska, Kiska and uh, Isra both noticed this first. Isra because she's just got perception up the wazoo. And <laughs> Kiska just because she's really good at seeing underground. Um, the features are dr- are draconic. Huh. It looks like a giant dragonborn with enormous horns. And a crown of... It's hard to tell because these are statues, but it looks like a crown of
1: fire between
2: the two horns. Do you
1: hmm. recognize that, Isra? Uh, do I recognize it? Could I roll a history check? Sure. I'm not any good at history, but I'll give it a try.
4: Uh, Delver will try because if you're pointing it out, he'll take a look.
1: I I rolled a 5. I'm pretty sure I don't know.
2: No, no, no.
4: I rolled a is 6 a which becomes total? I rolled the 6 which becomes an 18.
1: 18.
2: Yeah, you you don't know what that is. Wow. Like, um it looks like it's if if you had to make a guess, uh, and you do, because you've got nothing. Um, you do notice that the statue bears similarities to the statue from that other temple. You you would assume that the statues from the other temple were made after this thing, like this was the model for them or inspiration for them. But it's like someone had told the uh, the people to carve it, and they were like, "Okay, you sounds like you're describing a minotaur, so that's what I'm going to make." This is obviously not a minotaur. There's nothing mammalian about this. This is reptilian. That's very strange. Uh,
4: there is uh, nothing really normal about this place, so put one in the other bucket of weird stuff we have found?
0: I, I suppose so. Hmm. And Kiska turns to the kobolds and says, you guys should probably stay here for this.
2: Well, I mean, we were gonna, and as he's about to say whatever he was about to say, there's a crack of thunder. Oh boy. And you see that there are storm clouds in this cavern where this... You know, this enormous river and this giant thing. There's actually storm clouds up in the ceiling crackling with thunder underground. How,
1: how high up are these ceilings?
2: You couldn't tell. Like, throwing okay. one thing, there's, there's clouds up there. So that kind of, you know, <laughs> that, that's... And it occurs to you, wait a minute. I remember when we went into the mountain. I remember how far down we went. I remember how far down we've gone since. Now, you're not, like, I don't think... It, does anyone have a particularly high survival? Like, Israel probably... Does right?
0: Yeah, mine's um,
2: plus seven actually. Okay.
4: Mine's a, uh, Delvers is a plus eight,
1: plus nine.
2: Okay, yeah. Then I'm gonna just say that you all, you are. This is impossible. The mountains are big, but you didn't go that deep. You would be on like go. You would broach the mountains before you got a storm cloud, much less one that big. Much once one with stars or, or not stars or or eyes. Are those that's, eyes? Uh, is the ceiling made of eyes? There's no ceiling. Yeah, mm. you, you are not where you were. You are pretty positive of that.
4: Uh, uh, this is... We move forward. I, I do, there is not much else we can do.
2: Where moon go? Moon? Moon in sky. Moon is mother.
0: Where, well, we were underground.
2: But sky... Yeah
4: we uh this he makes good points, but they I, I don't know how to answer that one.
1: This is not a natural sky, whatever it is. No, not even
2: a little bit. Mm. Moonborn set kinda of just settles down on his haunches and is like looking around somewhat concernedly. Is, I, it,
1: go ahead. is it dark down here? Is it dim light? Is it like starlight in the cavern that's
2: the thunder clouds the, the looming thunder clouds are making it darker than normal. Uh-huh. You think, but you're not sure how dark it should be. Cause you don't know where you okay. are. Uh, yeah. uh, it it still feels like night. Like it's, it's, it's like night darkness. It's not like, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem naturally dark. Although, you know, I'm making hand gestures to indicate, you know, <laughs> who can say what is natural <laughs> right now. Um, but yeah, you are, you are okay. able, you're able to see as well as you could on a normal night.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: This is
2: very strange.
1: We've seen a lot of strange things already, though. So, uh. Yeah. to the captain. What were you about to say, by the way? Um, I was
2: going to say something about, you know, being brave enough to come with you, but, but then I, I, um, I barely managed to keep from wetting my doubloon. Uh, so, yeah. I, um, I don't think doubloon is actually the word for pants. I'm sorry. I'm a little scared right now. Uh, I'm just going to stay. We're going to stay on the boat. We're going to stay on the boat. Yeah.
0: Stay on the boat and then <laughs> just stay nearby and get ready, because if we come back, we're probably going to have to get out of here fast.
2: Okay. That, yep. We'll definitely keep the boat ready. Okay. Definitely not doing anything to make this boat even a little bit harder to get out of here than it has to be. Yep, definitely. Okay. You guys do scary crap. Yeah, we do.
1: We try to do scary crap for good,
2: though. Yeah. For me, good is not getting dead. So uh, try yeah, not to do good. that part. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and, and as you're doing this, the, the giant cook uh comes over to to Aegis. I made you an egg. Oh
4: thank you, friend. Thank you very much. When it's, we return it, home, we will cook together.
2: This egg's good. Let's take a look at the egg.
4: Does the egg look good?
2: The, the egg is a hero's feast.
1: Ah. Oh.
4: We eat the hero's feast. Yep.
1: <laughs> is is the hero's feast like it's just eggs?
2: No, it's a big egg. It is, it's just a single I, it's
1: a single big egg.: okay. When I say he brought you an egg,
2: I don't mean he brought you even like an ostrich egg. I mean he brought over in his arms, like he was waddling there with a child, a child's <laughs> bigger than, say, Kiska in terms of total weight. Oh God an egg. And when he put it down and he goes ta!" to the top of it, it cracks open, and it is this, this astonishingly delightful smell of this incredible egg, this incredible) <laughs>
4: edible egg All right, so we get cured of all diseases poison we're immune to poison and being frightened we make all wisdom saving throws with advantage uh our hit point maximum is increased wait, by wait wait, wait wait
0: wait go go over that again i'm sorry
4: uh we are cured of all diseases and poison we are immune to poison and being frightened we make all wisdom saving throws with advantage and our maximum hit points are increased by 2d10 so, who would like to roll the two D ten?
2: You ask. I mean, you mean, yeah.
4: We get eleven extra maximum hit points.
0: Does those count as like ten hit points?
4: No, it is maximum, oh, not ten. They're just
2: they're just on the top for you. Like you'll get if I heal if you get healed, you'll get healed to them. Then until this wears off, you for have twenty
4: four. Yeah, twenty four yeah. hours.
2: You have it, for it for the next day. You have eleven extra hit points more than you usually would, and you get healed to them if you get healed. Like, say you take like 107 points of damage and you're almost dead. Oh, uh, and you there's need a to thing back there's, up. That, yeah.
0: there's a max HP modifier. I just yep. did that. Got it.
2: So. Cool. So it is the group of you. Uh, six in total. And the boat has gotten as close to the island as as the captain is willing to do so. He's wearing a, a blue suit with like this giant blue hat. Uh, it's It's a really fancy hat it's technically got commodores piping on it but he doesn't actually seem to know what a Commodore is. So you're not sure where he got the outfit but you know he's been wearing it and he's like well I guess this is it. Um we'll 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 hang around here. Uh anchor is down because you know I need the anchor to be down or the boat starts moving around. But yeah once you guys get back on board the, the I'm just gonna cut that. I'm just gonna leave it. So yeah uh good luck and bye. And off you fight. care yourself. And uh, hey, hey, little dragon," he says to, to Rika.
1: She pokes her head up from over my shoulder.
2: Try to stay low. Your your siblings would be worried about you. Stay low. Mm-hmm. Don't I, get in I, trouble.
1: I'm I'm not good at staying low. I prefer flying. Really. Um, yeah. Maybe I maybe I could. Fly when I say
2: stay low, low, I don't I don't mean literally stay low. I mean don't oh. don't don't oh. get <laughs> shot. Don't get dead. Don't have don't draw attention of anything oh, that's yeah. you know. I, the,
1: I I try not to can rika talk now
2: she's always been able
0: to
1: I, talk. She could, uh, yeah
2: oh yeah. i mean like i
1: didn't know she'd talk like complete yeah. sentences and stuff cool
2: she just hadn't bothered I mean, stuff that she could i
1: okay i mean i yeah i think she's talked before she's oh, a yeah. uh, telepathic oh okay it's a gym dragon thing well i guess we better head on
0: in
2: already uh you descend the gangplank and step on the basalt and obsidian like rock of this place. It's got a beach, and the beach is literally made out of like pulverized rock and, and glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's actually quite pretty in a black and foreboding sort of way. Uh, you're like, yeah, if, if this wasn't, you know, a, a gigantic, horrible, evil lair up there, uh, this, this would actually be a decent place to have a picnic. A <laughs> thundercloud's really not helping, but, you know, again, assuming no thundercloud and no evil lair good place for a pick.
1: Does everyone here have dark vision, just in case? Oh, yes. 120 feet. Mm-hmm.
2: Technically, Actually, no. The Warforged, you don't. Yeah, I was going to say, technically, no. So four how, of you how, don't.
1: How many Warforged is, are with us? Just four?
2: Delver, Aegis, Moonborn, and Inevitable Loss. None of whom have uh, have, have, have dark vision. Although, I'll, Moonborn could turn into something that has dark vision.
1: Mm-hmm. I, um, I can
0: go ahead and just like throw up can- Dancing Lights yeah. if we I'll,
1: need light. All four of you now have dark vision. Oh, up to a, up to a range of three hundred feet for an hour. <laughs>
2: right. So the warforged are all like, "Wow, we can see now. This is interesting."
1: Ah, yeah. There's there's stuff here. It's I, I assume Delver probably needs to see. You're the one who knows stuff about things.
4: Yeah, I mean you simply beat me to the punch. Uh, but thank you very much, friend. I was preparing to cast the, the incantation as well. I also took uh, dark vision. Uh, shall we proceed forward then? And Aegis is already moving.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> um, okay. I will. I will catch up with Aegis and tap him on the shoulder and cast Vigilant Blessing, which gives you advantage on the next initiative roll you make.
4: Hey, thank you. Oh, steering two characters. This is gonna be fun. All right, Matt.
1: Um, are we? Sorry. Um, are are we
0: going stealthy?
3: Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I have a bad idea. So I'm, I'm gonna. gonna- I'm going
1: to cast pass without a trace then. I don't know that arriving in a giant ship full of kobolds is stealthy, but
4: yeah, the they, they seem to know we were here before. So,
0: who Oh, knows? okay. Then I won't then I won't do the pass without a trace then.
2: All right. Uh as you guys are marching towards the structure, uh it's basically like carved out of the one of the mountains here on this island. Like the the largest mountain. It's like someone came along and just chop the top parts down into a structure, uh, and there's an enormous and very winding, sto- uh, you know, trail type staircase thing that leads up the side of it. Um, that seems to be the only way up, other than, say, if you were to fly up or what have you.
0: Well, you guys ready for a climb?
2: Hmm. How high up does it look? Oh, um, a couple thousand feet? couple
1: thousand feet is pretty high. <laughs>
2: Like it's not like a full on. It's not like Mount Everest type huge, but it's it's a pretty big, pretty big spire of rock. It's gonna take you a, a while to climb it, probably like half an hour. Uh,
4: let's see, how many seventh level spells can I cast in a day?
2: <laughs> One. I want to save that later.
4: Uh, yeah, I guess we start climbing unless you guys got anything else that we can do.
1: I have something, but only for me.
0: So yeah, I was gonna say I could like turn into a big bird or something, but there's a limit. how many people i could like carry so
2: moonborn can turn into bird oh can you yes moonborn
0: how many can you carry
2: probably two
0: okay i think i could probably carry two
1: i i can give myself a flying speed for one minute i don't know if that would be oh that's not gonna be enough
2: yeah what's what is the flying speed
1: uh, equal to my walking speed, which is 35.
2: So 35 for one minute. One minute is 10 turns, 350 feet. Yeah, no, that's not going to get you there. Uh, let's see here. But if Moonborn you- carries two. That would be three taken care of. If Kiska carries two, then that's everybody, isn't it? Like, How many? There are five of you right now.
4: No. There's well- three of us Delver, Moonborn. And uh, inevitable loss.
2: Yeah, but if, if Moonborn flies himself, inevitable loss, and uh, say Delver, then Kiska could carry Aegis and uh, Isra, couldn't she? Couldn't she? Like, who's, who's left yeah. to carry?
0: Yeah, we could do it.
2: Because okay. two of you would be doing the flying.
4: Okay, yeah, that'll work.
2: Okay, let's do it. All right, well, Moonborn takes a moment and transforms. He isn't a bird, he is a giant winged thing. For a second, you think he turned into a dragon, but you've never seen a dragon like this. He has an enormous kind of crest on a giant beet head and like almost fur and enormous leathery wings with these huge finger bones that are like providing the edge trail of the wing. Um, and he's like, a, he's like a giraffe big. He's big. Uh, and he kind of just walks forward using his wings almost like, like crutches and then just kind of goes and mm, drops himself down. And the other two climb up on his back, and he just goes foomph, and he's up in the air. Yeah, seems fine.
0: I'm trying to find... Where did it go? Looking for an eagle? No, I was looking for the checkmark thing that was for wild
2: shape. Oh, your extras?
0: Yeah. Hmm.
2: Hold on, I've, I've got... I'll it was here ones. just a
0: second ago, and now I can't find it.
2: If you look at like the top of the where the actions are in your character sheet and go all the way over you should see extras and you should be able to click on it and at least look at extras.
0: Yeah, there's no extras there.
2: Then can you go to manage extras?
0: Oh, there we go. Wall tape. Okay, add an extra. Wall shape.
2: And now you pick basically pick a form. Uh I believe you can go up to CR 5. So, look for a CR 5 flying beast. If you can't find one, I'll just we'll just say you have one.
0: Um how do I do a flying thing. How do I specify flight?
2: You can just turn into one at this point. You've got your level 15. Your wild shape will now allow you to do so.
0: Okay. Cool. I'm just going to turn into a giant fucking eagle or something.
4: Yeah, I think that that's well within the CR rating.
2: Yeah, giant eagle. It's only CR1. No, you have absolutely no problem yep. turning into one. It's large. It has two big talon things. It's got an 80-foot fly speed, and you can stay in it as long as you want, so you can easily grab uh, Isra and uh, Aegis and fly up cool so, all right um, as you're flying up uh one of the things you notice is how incredibly windy it is not enough to keep you from flying but enough that you feel it uh you are being battered by the wind it is it is extremely hard to keep in a straight line um i'm going to need you to make either an animal handling check which is weird because you're handling yourself um and, and don't think in dirty thoughts the audience um a survival check, or a acrobatics check, whichever you think is better. Whichever one you'd rather make. Oh god, they're all the same thing. Okay, well, I, I tried. It's okay. Moonborn gets a 25 on his check, so he's not doing too bad. Survival is 11? With the, Is that what you rolled total, or just... That's weird. Why is this not...
0: Oh, I'm on the wrong tab, that's why. No wonder... Okay, I figured out why. I figured out why I couldn't find Wildshape. Okay, I was on the wrong character tab.
2: Ah, okay. Sorry. Regardless, giant eagles aren't hard. 23. Um,
0: 23,
2: okay. You, you and uh, Moonborn both manage to thread the needle, so to speak. And uh, you get up to what appears to be... You almost feel like it's a landing pad. It's just this flat structure. Uh, sort of a gray basalt-like rock. And then there's a passageway that leads down into whatever's going on inside the mountain. Uh, As you come in for a landing, you see there are about five creatures waiting apparently for you on the platform. Oh boy. Uh, Are you, do you guys, um, can you see the map? Like if you go to to Mm -hmm. roll 20, you guys see it? Yes. Yeah. Liz.
1: Yeah. All right. I mean, I think so.
2: Well, why don't you, if you can put yourselves on the map uh, above the giant gray basalt thing and like, you know, just arrange yourselves however you think you would. Uh, Keep in mind that two of you know for you know there's there's people carrying other people here, so and I will put down the other characters.
1: I'm not sure how to myself down
4: uh go to your journal, uh, find your character, click and drag your character to the map.
1: I think I'm in the right place. I have no
0: idea. I'm assuming we're landing on this outcropping here above everything. Well,
2: you can put yourselves there for now, and we'll talk about that once we okay all right we are there,
0: yay, we made it work.
2: Okay, this thing is now just not working for me. That's unfortunate. Sorry, people listening. I know this is really not exciting to hear as Matthew fights with Roll20, but unfortunately... That's oh, don't worry. There.
4: All the dead air is going to edit it out when I do.
2: <laughs> and finally.
0: Oh, there we go. All the peoples are there.
2: All right. Uh, so I don't see... which one's... Is that e just up front there? Yeah. Okay. So where's Delver?
4: I can't put Delver on the map because there's no
2: drawing right, for it. All right, here we go. There's Delver. All right. So you guys land, and you see these guys here kind of waiting for you, and you're pretty sure they're going to attack you. Uh, uh, so it's it's initiative time.
1: Uh, could could you explain who we're seeing and, like, what the setting is? I just know we're on a platform. Yeah. I mean-
2: In this, At this point, as you landed, uh, mm-hmm. I'm assuming, Kiska, are you staying a bird or are you turning back?
0: Um, I'm going to turn back because the bird has bupkis
2: or hit points so yeah. moonborn is not turning back because I figured moonborn you're not, is an enormous Moon- monster moonborn thing is like yeah.
0: something really dangerous <laughs> uh
2: so what you see as you land they're actually looking in the other direction as you land as if they were expecting you to come from that way uh perhaps if the winds had been harder for you you would have been forced to uh there are these things are like if you took a dragonborn and you melted it like a, like if you had a wax figure of one and you melted it Ooh. in a can- in a candle and then you stuck eyes on it. Ew.
1: That's disturbing. Lots of that's that's
2: and very very look- disturbing as you're looking at them because we're not done. Uh, in fact it's like an eye will burst out of the side and like scan uh-huh. around and then it will kind of like be subsumed back into the body like a pseudopod of flesh will come out and that just keeps happening. And oh, so no. as you land, they they do notice you behind them because they literally grow eyes in the backs of their heads and then turn around. Uh, so that's what you're faced with.
4: That is good times.
1: I don't like it. I don't like it. Right, so, but like peeks out over my shoulder and then goes back behind, like into my quiver on my back.
2: Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's, let's roll initiative. You can roll and roll 20. You can roll in, you know, D&D beyond. Just let me know what you guys got.
1: 25 and uh aegis you still have that uh, that advantage yep
3: Uh,
1: i got 12.
4: uh so 18 for aegis 14 for delver
3: okay
2: sorry again thrilled to matthew not being able to get programs Mm -hmm. open (laughs) this way you're at 25 correct
1: Yes. Uh, no, I'm sorry, 23. But usually okay. that's going to amount to the same thing.
2: <laughs> Kiska, you were at what? 12. Uh, okay, so Aegis and then Delver?
4: Uh, Aegis was 18, Delver was 14.
2: Despite being a monk, inevitable loss is bringing up the rear at seven because he rolled a one. Moonborn's at 22. Okay. First up are the horrible slimy monstrosities. That's fine. No, no, that's, that's a joke. It's not. They're not. <laughs> uh, Isra, you're up first.
1: Ah, and there are, okay, so there are five of these on the platform. Um, yes,
2: that is correct. I yikes. have to remember they do push to talk. <laughs> again, it's a basically where the players have landed is kind of like an outcropping that is like lozenge shaped. Then there's like a, the platform itself kind of is like a rectangle with a bit of a divot in places. And then there's a doorway that leads down into the mountain type structure itself, the four people watching.
1: Well, um, I had I had luck with this before. I'm just going to see uh, how this... Mm, I have new stuff. Actually, no, I'm going to use new stuff. I'm going to cast um, Hunter's Mark on this one at the front right, and I'm going to shoot it with my bow. I stick with the classics, right?
2: Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, so- you're going all the way to the right?
1: Um yeah I am staying where I am but I'm I'm targeting uh this one right here who's on okay. the the front right.
2: All right, uh go ahead and roll.
1: Uh that's a 22 to hit.
2: That definitely hits.
1: Okay, that is uh, one. That's uh 11 points of damage then another D6 from the bow. So that's two, then another D6 from the
2: Hunter's Mark? Uh,
1: Hunter's Mark. That's another two. And then, okay, I think I have, uh, I got a new cleric thing and I need to uh, uh, divine strike. Once each of your turns, when you hit a creature with a weapon attack, you can cause the attack to deal an extra one D eight. So that is another three.
3: And <laughs> is radiant. That,
2: Yeah. Is it radiant or something? The last,
1: the last one is radiant.
2: Okay. Uh, you hit and... As the various, you know, the power of your your religion, your faith, the uh, power of the bow, and your natural, uh, you know, ranger abilities, all kind of deal increasing amounts of damage from the strike. It it's like this thing fountains. If the fountain solidified, like imagine if you had a fountain erupt out of something and then sort of solidify into goo, and the goo writhes and wriggles apart. And then it all kind of sucks back down into this strange, melted, draconic form. But parts of it are falling off all around it. Ew. And it's like sloughing flesh. And it's definitely noticed you and does not look good, but is still somehow managing to move around.
1: Uh, Well, I can do that. Uh, I can attack twice per round. I'm going to do it again. That second one is also a 22 to hit. That also hits. And then D8 from the bow, which that's uh, uh, 6, uh, 6, 4, and 4, and 8. I can't do that radiant. I can only do the radiant damage thing once per round. Uh, okay. So 6 plus uh, six plus uh, 14. Oh, 14 total. Yes, math.
2: Okay. Uh, the exact same thing happens, but this time behind it. Like you actually, it's like the impact of your shot sends chunks of it out flying behind it and some mass of fluid and then it pulls back into itself. But again, lots of it has been left behind and it is now like staggering. Like it it barely seems hard to tell because they all kind of move like that, but it definitely looks not good.
1: Okay, yeah, that's uh, that's it for me. I'm staying back here. I reach back and kind of scratch Rika's head where she's like peeking over my shoulder. Maybe, maybe you just stay here and don't bite the weird, gooey eyeball things.
2: All right, next mm. up is Moonborn Eye- eyeball things. <laughs> Moonborn is still in his giant monster thing form, so he goes forth. Uh, for the listeners who are into paleontology, it's a Huizabatas, the uh, hatchet-headed. Quetzalcoatl oh. relative. Uh, so yeah, there you go. It's a, it's a big as a darken giant giant XB. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it, it goes forth to what I'm pretty sure is the one that you were hitting. Is that correct? I
1: tapped over into, uh, right here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right. Yeah. He goes up to that and literally as he walks over on his crutch limbs, it looks kind of ridiculous until he drives that giant ax head down and crashes it and literally cuts the thing that you've been shooting in half. And it tries to reconnect, but it's just the giant axe beak is in the way for one thing. The beak is easily two meters from the whole head is like a two meter long structure. It is like a gigantic axe. It just carves through it and then then he turns and with his multi-attack, attacks with two more hatchet-like strikes of his head on this guy. Now I have to roll because I have my dice over here. Like I rolled and then I lost my dice and now I have to roll different (laughs) dice because I don't know where the dice I was using are... A thrill to the life of a game runner, okay, seventeen plus oh yeah that's that's gonna hit, and uh you yeah, seventeen plus yeah, again then both hit, so so sixteen damage on the first strike and fourteen damage on the second strike that one is not dead, but it is- v- it basically you see the axe beat crash down twice one time it hes like it's obviously he's trying to like literally pull its guts out, but unfortunately. For him, I have to move it for a second so I can get that guy out of there because he's dead. Go in there, dead guy. He doesn't kill it; he just smashes it. Sprays everywhere. It's really horrible. More eyes are appearing and popping. There's this fluid falling everywhere. It's all over his face too, and he does not. He's like shaking his head trying to get it off. Um, In fact, what saving throws does he get a he bonus on just from the hero's feast?
4: Wisdom. Wisdom advantage. He's already got. He's also immune to poison. He's immune to disease.
2: Oh, right, immune is he immune mm. to disease? yep, sure is okay poison immune to poison means that he does not take any damage even if he didn't succeed at the save, so yeah, he's all right, but yeah he's he's not thrilled at what happened, but the poisonous fumes and and goo did not affect him all right, uh Aegis, you're up
4: uh bonus action rage, which makes me a hasty boy gonna charge into here, and I'm gonna start wailing on this one reckless attack and we are going to minus five on my to hit to plus 10 uh that's a natural 20 okay We're starting things out right uh which is 3d 12 8 38 48 56 57 feet
2: 59 points of damage okay um it explodes <laughs> You spray a bunch of gunk onto Moonborn, who's not thrilled about it. But yeah, neither of you would take poison damage. That's fine. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, to the next one, I'm standing
4: next to minus five to plus ten. It is not a crit. Uh, will a that, plus fifteen to hit? Well, a twenty-seven hit. Yep. Okay. Uh, that
2: is only thirty-nine points of damage. Okay. It it does not kill it. Um, they they seem resistant to like you know. Basically piercing and slashing damage, but it's definitely a lot of damage. And the thing again, the hideous fountaining and resucking process. I'm sorry, I used that word. Wow. Um,
4: <laughs> Reconstitution. Yeah,
2: it, it, yeah, that's that's less disgusting. Okay. um uh, Well, I have a, yeah. I have
4: a third attack because I'm hasted.
2: Gotcha. Oh
1: boy.
4: Also, you had a
2: crit. You know, you hit with a crit. And you have great weapon mastery, don't you?
4: I know. I haven't gotten there yet. There's an additional attack going to happen as well. And if I kill this one, I get another additional attack. Um, So that one is going to be a 25 to hit. Yeah, it's going to hit. Max damage. So that's 39. Okay.
2: Uh, That time it does, in fact, finally drop. Uh, You've you've done enough damage to kill it.
4: I'll take my five foot step this way and two bonus attacks because this is a thing that happened. Uh, I am a monster. Never give me this subclass again, Matt. Ever? Why? I don't mind. I like seeing things happen. <laughs> I do. This is ridiculous. Um, so it's an eighteen and nineteen on the dice before modifiers. So minus five into plus ten. Uh, and each one's gonna get plus fifteen. That's gonna hit because it's above twenty-two. Okay, uh, six tw- twenty-nine points of damage on the first one. Thirty-one points of damage on the second one.
2: Not enough to kill it.
4: Yep, that's fine. But just
2: I, just barely, but it is still up.
4: Yeah, yeah, I... Mm, yeah, Okay, uh, that's... I am done. I am not doing anything else. We're good.
1: <laughs>
2: okay. Uh, that's, that's... I'm
4: a murder machine. Good lord.
1: Yeah, I thought I was doing pretty good, and then, whoa, y'all went in and ripped them to pieces.
4: I'm good at horde management. I'm not good at big bags. <laughs> yeah, um... That that
2: guy's there. Um,
3: Okay. my
4: Uh, My AC is currently 27? 26. 26. My AC is 26 right
2: now. This guy comes rumbling up. For the people at home who can't see, unfortunately, he is a big boy. He is not the same as them. He is a stone giant, you think? Or the rotting remains of a storm giant? Or maybe the body of a storm giant fused with lots of smaller somethings that are like trying to get out of its chest. Like, so it's burbling and bubbling and it goes, Oh,
3: dares
2: stuff. <laughs> Who dares stuff?
4: I want that on a shirt.
2: He's not terribly smart. Um,
4: love it. I love it. Unironically. I love it. I want that. I legitimately want that on a shirt.
2: He comes over to uh, aegis who seems, you know, he, he doesn't really know who's the ba- biggest threat, but you know, Aegis is closest and and Aegis is probably the biggest threat. So Likely. he is going he's going to try and smash Aegis. You went reckless? Uh yeah, he gets advantage. Okay. All right. He's going to hit you with a rock. Okay.
1: Good choice. Good life choice. Hitting things with rocks.
2: Okay. Uh 22 to hit you? Misses. Okay. Second attack. 29 to hit you?
4: That does hit. Okay, third attack.
2: 24 to hit you. Misses. Okay, so he only hits you once. I'm going to need you to make a constitution saving throw, which is probably not going to be that bad for you.
4: Uh, I was going to say my constitution saving throw is currently at plus
2: 14. I rolled a 26. Total? That's, Total. Okay, yeah. you're. you're uh, the boulder that he has in his hands when he he basically hurls it into you from standing next to you, does forty-eight points of bludgeoning damage, which is
4: so. reduced Jeez. to which is reduced to twenty-four because of my resistance, and I'm going to use my reaction to reduce it by another d twelve. Okay, plus Constitution, which is another fourteen. So I take ten. Okay, and then he goes, Bruh! and I
2: Bruh!
4: right back yeah. at him.
2: That is there. Go, so to speak. Um, next up. The guy you've been hitting will try and spear you. Actually, no, he just reaches out with a hand because he doesn't know. Uh, 29 does hit you, though? Yep, sure does. Okay, you're immune to poison? Correct. So, yeah, uh, you just... Well, technically the first part's acid. So, yeah. You take three points of acid damage. Reduced. That is reduced. That's after redu- reduction? Yeah, it was a six on the, on the D6. So okay. I reduced it to three. And he is very disturbed. Well, actually, you can't tell if he's anything. Like, he doesn't have, like, constant facial features. But the poison didn't do anything because you're into poison. Um, that that one's dead. Uh, this one's still alive. No, no, he's dead. No, he is absolutely dead. This one's still alive, though. So I guess he'll try and make a shot at Aegis. Why not? He just doesn't know any better either. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think a 13 going to hit you. The blue hand so, guy yeah. should be dead, by the way. Yeah, I I just unfortunately I have to move uh, Moonborn to move him. Yeah, yeah, So that's what I'm doing now. We're back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there. That was there. Go. Delver's up. Uh, Delver
4: is. I'm gonna use some new stuff. I have new stuff on him. What do I have? I've got. Oh, man, this.
2: If you can't move to Delver figurine and you want him moved, just tell me.
4: Uh, he's just gonna hang back. He's not. He doesn't have to move forward for anything. He does. Okay. Uh, I am going to use the bonus action, first and foremost, to do uh Mantle of Inspiration. Everybody okay. is going to get 14 temporary hit points, Um, and each creature can immediately use this reaction to move up to your full speed without provoking attacks of opportunity. That's just the bonus action, so if y'all want to move, feel free. Okay. And is that you- it for Delver? No, that's just the bonus action. I'm going through spells right now.
0: Kiska went ahead and moved.
4: Uh, Why, Mr. Giant Man, why don't you go ahead and make me a Wisdom 18 saving throw as I Charm Monster?
2: Oh, he's immune to to domination-type anything like charm-based.
4: Oh, well, I burned the spell, so.
2: I was just going to roll on who he'd fail to, but I'm like, oh wait, no, he's immune to that.
4: Alright, so that will be Delver's Delver's turn, and don't forget, everybody give yourself 14 temporary hit points.
0: Thank you. Kiska, you're up. How beefy is? Um, it, okay, so all of the little figures that are there, like the big giant guy and the other two little guys. The other two little guys are still alive.
2: Yeah, they don't look good. One of them hasn't actually been hit yet, but the other one—they just how it.
0: beefy are you?
2: He's he's beefy.
4: I have almost okay, two, cool. I have almost two hundred hit points before temporary hit points.
0: Okay, cool. So um, I'm going to cast Wall of Thorns in a 20-foot circle that's like encircling all three of those dudes, and it's also going to hit Aegis, sorry.
4: That's fine. Is it an agility saving throw?
0: It's a dex save throw. Yes! need to hit a 15.
4: Uh, With Gusto, I rolled a 14, plus 4, plus 4.
0: Okay, what about the other guys?
2: They need to hit a 14?
0: They need to hit a 15.
2: 15. I love that guy. How much damage does this thing do?
0: Wall of Thorns.
2: Yeah. How much seven D eight. <laughs> okay. I know you said seven D eight, not seventy eight, but nevertheless.
0: Seven D eight and it yeah. yeah, half damage if they do roll a buffet.
2: He didn't deep. he didn't succeed, so yeah. Uh, go ahead and roll damage for that guy. Yeah, little guy didn't no, two little guys, neither of them made that. Fifty two. Okay. Big guy rolled a twenty on the die though, before he even gets anything, so he's fine. That's what you crit. He
0: takes he takes half damage then.
2: Yeah, okay, what so, kind of damage is it?
0: Uh, thirty two points of piercing and twenty of
1: slashing.
2: Okay, uh, slashing does fall on him, but piercing does not.
1: What, also, what does?
2: So I take just out of curiosity, total,
1: mm-hmm. What does this spell look like?
2: It's a wall of thorns. Like she made a big ring of. Th- of thorns this is this is points. Liz
4: having Anne describe the spell for the listeners at home.
0: Yeah, so, I was going to uh-huh. say. Um, so <laughs> the spell it's like it's a twenty foot diameter just wall of thorns that comes up in the middle of this right Um, and when that wall appears Every creature within that area has to make a deck save. Otherwise, it takes 78 piercing damage or half as much on a successful save, right? Um, a creature can move through the wall, but slowly and painfully. So for every foot a creature moves, it has to spend four feet of movement. And the first time a creature enters the wall on a turn or ends its turn there, the creature has to make another deck save throw. And if they fail that, it takes 78 slashing damage or half as much on a successful
4: i can tell you right now he yeah. just don't care
0: <laughs> Yeah, i figured he wouldn't care but for the other ones if they try to move out of the wall of thorns or if they are in that wall of thorns
2: like well two of them are dead okay the then, two little ones are both dead you've
0: just okay, killed so, both of them so so big guy basically if he wants to move out of it it's gonna take a bit and then if he ends his turn in it he's gonna have to make another deck safe
3: okay
1: that sounds very stabby it is.
2: If he ends Very his scary. turn in it.
1: If he ends his turn so in it, so since
2: you just cast this after his last turn, he'll get his next turn, and that's when he can decide if he wants to get out of it or not.
0: Yes, but if he get wants to get out of there, he's restricted. So for like every foot he moves, he has to spend four feet of movement, and this is twenty foot wide.
2: Gotcha. Okay. Yes. Uh, so that's Kiska's go.
0: Yeah, and that's it.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's. That I can see why that's it because that's pretty. <laughs> Um. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Inevitable. Um. Loss. Kind of like shifts. Like one second he's standing back there, the next second he's right behind Aegis, and he does what looks like an attack sequence. Except in it, there he's punching Aegis, but instead of hurting Aegis, the punches flash with some kind of like sapphire light, and you take. Uh, 12 points of healing from the first strike. <laughs> Actually, I Actually, have to make sure he is. He, he, yeah. He, uh, six points of healing from the second strike.
4: I'm at full. Don't bother. Okay. Like I'm well, at full. He doesn't know one. that
2: he just, so he, he hits you twice more, but you don't, they don't
3: help. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they don't hurt either. Um, and then he pulls back to try and get around the wall of thorns and he can move pretty far. Uh, he goes to there. Um, I'm assuming the wall of thorns is like right through this guy.
0: Yeah, it's so, like I said, it's like
2: yeah. yeah. He goes to there, so he's not in the wall of thorns and is providing a potential flanking for Aegis. At this point, um, it's hard for me to get these little guys out of here because there's like big things yeah, around. Well, they're just not there. Yeah, just the only thing left is big giant guy, and that's inevitable. Losses go. So we flip around to Isra.
1: Well, that was uh, a lot. Lots of stabby things. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna move my. Uh, uh, Hunter's Mark over to Big Guy and I've got to gotta try to hit him with an arrow.
2: Okay, here's a question. What, when Hunter, is Hunter's Mark a spell that you cast on him? I know in this case it, you cast it already, but is it a spell?
1: It is a spell, yes. Okay.
2: Like,
1: um, am I thinking of it? You can move it, I think.
2: No, no, that's not the problem. Okay. Uh, I need you to roll effectively, what's your spell casting attribute? Wisdom? Wisdom. Yeah, roll a wisdom check.
1: Okay. That's a uh, fifteen plus four,
2: nineteen. Okay, you feel some kind of magical force trying to prevent this, the the thing from moving to him, but you manage okay. to get around it. Uh, you just you're like, not today, and you you pump the the mark on him.
1: Okay, so that's that. Ooh, that's a very that was a very bad attack roll. That is seventeen.
2: That doesn't hit him.
1: Okay, but I can try again. That was even worse. I rolled 2. I, I rolled a 7 and then I rolled a 5 on attack. Uh and yeah, neither of those are going to hit. I'm 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 having an off day here. That is all I can do. I'm going to stay back here towards the edge of the platform and uh wow, is this bow broken? This is, bow has never failed me like this before. That's all it. Right. That's it. I'm done.
2: Moonborn is like he's like <clears throat> Turns his like, thing and makes a noise, like trying to be commiserative to you, but it, it's like <laughs> I don't know what that noise meant, man, but it, it wasn't good. Um, ooh, yeah, you can do that. Let's look at this. Yeah, okay. The uh, m- monster lizard thing holds one of its wings up and out in the air, and its gigantic extended fingers that do the edge of the wing twitch around like it's, it's doing a somatic thing. Oh, wow, and, shape,
4: spellcasting, I love it.
2: And then it brings both of the wings up and flashes them both forward like it was trying to flap them. And a five-foot-wide, 60-foot-long beam of pure, brilliant light slashes out from its, from its hand. And and manages, because of the way things are set up, he can put the beam right through the the, the, the monster without touching any of the party.
0: I... Almost took that spell.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a good spell. Um, so yeah, they have to. he has to make a saving throw. Ooh, he does not make a saving throw. Oh, who that's the news. Who wants to roll 6d8? Yes. You going to roll that for me, in Yes, 6 of them? Yep, 6d8. Yep.
0: 24.
2: Okay, he takes 24 da- radiant damage, and he is blinded until uh, Moonborn's next turn. Yay! Advantage attacks. Uh huh. And then Moonborn charges it. Can't attack it, but does charge it. So now Moonborn puts himself right to there.
0: Is he in the Wall
2: of Thorns? Um, I'm gonna say yes. He's gonna take damage if he's in the Wall of Thorns. He knows. He knows. Keep in mind, Druid Wild Shapes are an awful lot like a polymorph. It basically it's free hit points. Yep. Yeah. You
0: know? Okay. So um. Since he entered the wall on a turn, he needs to make the dex save throw. 15.
2: Okay. Uh, that's a 20 on the die. So, yeah, it's, it's not a problem.
0: He's going to take half damage. Uh, 51, so half of that.
2: Okay. 26. I I'll say 25. Uh, 25 damage. Yep. He's fine. Okay. Well, not fine. He didn't like it. but Yeah. Y- yeah. <laughs> he knew what he was getting into. Yeah. He, he is not as, as tanky as Aegis, but he is not a slouch either. No, I figured he wouldn't be. Not with that form. Uh, but that's Moonborn's go, and so now uh, I believe it's Aegis, because he went first, and then this thing came up. Yeah. So yeah, Aegis, you're up.
4: Well, let's just start swinging for the fences. Uh, like you
2: already have advantage on him, I yep. believe?
4: Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not recklessly attacking. Uh, so 19 on the die, minus 5 to plus 10. So that's 14, 29 to hit. Yeah, that's going to hit him. Uh, I'm a great weapon master. I can reroll that one. Uh, that is... Only twenty-eight points of damage on the first attack.
2: Okay. His flesh is spongy and disgusting. That's fair. Most things are. But you don't also there's no blood coming out of him, which is, you know, problematic.
4: Yeah, I mean I Aegis has one 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 trick and it's cutting things apart. So uh yeah, gotcha.
2: twenty seven on the next attack. That will hit. Yep. Uh
4: thirty-two points of damage. Okay. Uh the hasted attack. Gotcha. Uh, 19 on the die, so that'll hit. Uh, that is
2: 41 points of damage? You are hitting this guy hard enough that you're starting to wonder if it feels anything. Because between the slicey, slicey wall of death that it's standing in, and you, who are like the ultimate gardener, um, that's a lot of damage. Uh, even with what feels to be some kind of strange resistance that it has. Uh, the fact that it's still up is kind of annoying to you. Like, ordinarily, you hit something this hard this many times, and it falls down. So, yeah, not, it's, it's not dead. You can't even tell if it's... If we were in 4th edition, you don't even know if it's bloodied. That's right. But we're not. So, but, but you've done a lot of damage to it, and it is definitely... There's chunks of it lying amongst the thorns.
4: Uh, that was all my attacks. I did not crit, so I don't get any extra attacks. And I don't have any bonus actions. Let me just
2: double-check.
4: Mm, yep i i'm good
2: that's all i can do okay uh now i believe it's his go he he cast dimension door and pops to there i'm sorry uh i tried saying that and didn't push the button so yeah that's where that's what he does he's right there he's actually that's a little bit too much into kiska so i'll try moving him slightly for for those
4: at home uh the giant uh stone giant thing uh, has cast dimension door and has teleported back towards the back line, uh, ignoring our tanks and going for the casters,
1: and conveniently skipping right past that thorn wall. I know yep. that jerk. Rude. Super. It still rude. did a
2: lot of damage to him. Yeah. <gasps> so yeah, um, that happens. That's an that's a bonus action. So he's gonna go for Delver. Okay. Um, is an eighteen gonna hit Delver? Uh, yeah, actually, it does. Okay, make a Constitution saving throw. Target sixteen.
4: It's not poison or disease, right?
2: It's Constitution, straight up con. Nothing, no poison, no disease.
4: Uh, I rolled a twenty on the die, so twenty-three.
2: Okay, so you make it. You're not knocked prone by this. It's twenty-six points of bludgeoning damage from the giant rock that just appears in its hand every round.
3: Yeah, uh,
2: smashes it down on Delver, and he's gonna follow that up with two stomp attacks. Okay. First stomp attack is not going to hit because that's a freaking one on the die. <laughs> Second stomp attack is a natural 20, so that's going to hit.
3: Ooh. Okay. okay.
2: 30 points of, uh, of bludgeoning, I assume stepping on someone is bludgeoning damage. 30 points of bludgeoning damage as he brings his foot down on top of Delver. Delver can make a deck save this time I'm to better. avoid being pinned.
4: Uh, that is a dirty 20.
2: That's enough. He just needs to break a sixteen. Okay. So yeah, Delver manages to roll with the impact and not get stuck under this thing's foot, but he does get stepped on.
4: I did not give consent.
2: Uh, That's that's pretty much all he can do, though. That's that's uh, his bonus action. The only thing he could do now is move, and he doesn't have any reason to move. Uh, That's yeah, that's that's his go. So now it's Delver's turn.
4: Uh, let's see what Delver is going to do. Hmm can't be charmed because I can't do half of my spell list, <laughs> uh, but I can do that. Let's see. What does that do? Uh, so I'm going to cast a spell. I'm going to cast bestow
2: curse. Okay. He immediately gets to make an attack against you. That's fine. He has the mage slayer feet. That's fine. Uh, 27 going to hit. Yep. Sure does. Okay. Make a agility save. Uh, 19. Okay, you're not knocked prone. You do take 19 points of damage. I will do that now. I need a wisdom saving throw, please. Oh, yeah, this is not exactly... <laughs> What's the di- target? 18. Okay. Mm, okay, well, I've got a 9 on the die. No, that's a, <laughs> that's a 5. That's a 5 on the die. He doesn't exactly have what I call a bonus to his wisdom. Cool. Um, so, yeah.
4: Uh, so a couple things are going to happen. So as, uh, Delver uh, launches into a various slew of languages, which you can only assume is cursing at him, uh, I get to choose an ability score. While cursed, the target has disadvantage on ability checks, saving throws, uh, and basically anything used to be made with that ability. Uh, so strength, because I'm assuming he's a strength-based character. While cursed, the, the, the target has disadvantage on attack rolls against me. While cursed, the target must make a wisdom saving throw at the start of each of its turns. If it fails, it wastes its action, that turn doing nothing. While the target is cursed, your attacks and spells deal an extra 1d8 necrotic damage to the target. And it has to... Basically, it lasts until... uh, uh, For one minute or until the the curse is removed.
2: Alrighty. So, yeah, that that happened. Uh, Seething tendrils of necromantic energy are now pulsing around this thing.
4: Yep. And then I will... Bonus action, give a bardic inspiration to uh, Isra. Okay. Uh, Kiska, I believe you are up. Uh, Isra, on your next one, you get a d12 for whatever you want.
0: Ooh. Cool. So um, just for shits and giggles, pardon my language, uh, I'm going to cast Frostbite.
2: Okay. He doesn't get an attack on you because he already attacked uh, Delver.
0: Yeah, I kind of figured. Um, so he needs to make a constitution saving throw
2: okay con that's 15. not going to be that hard for him how much is it con 15 oh he's con bonuses oh boy so yeah there's no reason for me to roll this even on a one he would succeed he succeeds
0: okay shoot then he doesn't get any damage that sucks that was a cantrip okay can i cast another spell or no
2: mm, if it the, can, the cantrip takes an action to cast then no if it's a like bonus action or you know whatever. But or reaction um, but if, it's, if it's an actual action to cast the spell, then nope,
0: it's an action.
2: Okay, yeah, Then you, you um, cast the spell. unless you were a fighter and you had second wind, you could theoretically not second wind, uh, the one that gives you the multiple attacks, you could just you know, action surge,
4: action surge, so you could
2: action surge and cast another spell, but without action surge, no, you, I, you
4: I've done attack. fighter mage before to do specifically that. It's dumb,
0: okay. So, um, bonus action, mm-hmm. how is Delver doing right now?
4: Delver <clears throat> is hurt. Like, cool. like uh, he's at he's half health.
0: Okay, so bonus action. I'm going to cast Healing Word Already? Delver. Go ahead and roll the health. Oh, you get a whole four points. I'm very sorry.
4: Four is better than zero.
0: But you're good. And that's it for me. I'm just going to stay put because I don't want to, like, draw. Uh, uh, if I move out of his range of attack, then he hits
2: like... No, headed. he doesn't, because he oh, uses, he he use, he use he uses mage reaction. Yep.
4: Okay, you can
3: move.
2: cool. Then oh, I Don't you I have the move. thing where you can move? Like, I thought that that spell that Delver cast lets you move as much as you want.
4: No, when I do the mantle, um, when oh, okay. I, I do it, you can use thing. your reaction, yeah. Oh, by okay. the
0: way, uh, the other thing that I did um, that isn't an action or anything, uh, Wall of Thorns was a concentration spell, so I just dropped it. Okay. There's no Wall of Thorns there anymore. Alrighty. And I'm going to move over there.
2: And I'm good. All righty. Well, then, uh, Inevitable Loss is now up. I'm going to move him to get him. Inevitable Loss goes right to here.
4: Inevitable he really Loss is charging up. at the giant.
1: Yes.
2: I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying to do this. I'm really bad at it. I'm assisting because it's a, it's a lot, lot to keep, keep
1: track or. of. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So first thing
2: he's going to do, uh, going to do something he hasn't really done yet. So, yes, he's going to do that. Oof, that's going to hurt. First off, he's going to attack his uh, multiple attacks. Uh, 15th level Druid, guys. This means... Um, f- druid. 15th level Monk means he gets to punch a lot.
3: Oh, God, yes.
2: Um, he's got two attacks baseline, so he'll make both of those. He's just using his fists, by the way. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep, those are both going to hit. So, yeah. So, that's nine points of damage. Nope, nope, it's 1d8 now. Sorry. So... Yeah, that's uh, 12 points of damage for the first strike and 11 points of damage with the second strike. Then he does Flurry of Blows because, of course he does. All three of those are going to hit. Okay. For the first one, he uses something called Hand of Harm.
3: <laughs> is... Okay, yeah. He's
2: approaching uh, Aegis levels of damage between all his various strikes just now. He has yeah. done 47 points of damage Plus five necrotic damage.
3: Oh good lord. Uh,
2: so I'm guessing yeah. the necrotic doesn't do anything. No, it does. This guy's not immune to necrotic. Oh, okay. Um yeah, he just straight up smashes the dude multiple times. Um and his last one he's like he's like what hot Hot? hot what you know and, ah! and like the Bruce Lee thing and just smashes <laughs> his hand in really close. He's like he had hit him once already, so his hand was just right there. And he just kind of crackles with blackness and he just punches it in. And that's where the uh, the necrotic energy from his fist punch thingy actually shoots up through this thing and is interacting with the curse energies. Just vis- visually, you can see them sparking off of each other. And then he just slips into some kind of defensive stance that is not actually a defensive stance because he's used us, all of this stuff up. And that's uh, his go. And that thing is like... <laughs> And that's Isra. You're up.
1: Oh boy, um, I'm gonna try this again. Can I add that D12 to attack rolls? Yep, if yep you sure very bad can. Way? Okay. Well, the first attack roll is a 25, so I think that one's okay. That one hits. So that's nine damage from the bow. Mm-hmm. Uh, then two damage from the bow's magical effect. Okay. Then. Six damage from Hunter's Mark. Okay. Then seven radiant damage from my uh, cleric magic as I send the arrow.
2: Okay. S- so, since you've done an- enough, uh, how does this thing die? Like, what do your uh, you arrow do? Describe to the it, team players what, what happens.
1: It's, uh, the arrow is, like, surrounded by, like, a twilight purple sort of magic as it goes, and it slams into its throat, if it really has a throat, considering it's a weird, gooey, undead it, thing. It's,
2: it's got a throat, but there's stuff, there's, like, as, as you shoot it, like, an actual face was coming out to yell something.
1: Oh, no. And so you
2: blast, basically, you it's like, imagine taking a shotgun Blast under the chin for like a normal person you just blow everything out of the thing the back of this thing's neck uh spine everything and the head just kind of lolls like around and he's like he's looking like that shouldn't kill me and then he trips off he just crumbles over and inevitable loss literally has to like sidestep a little to avoid him as he comes thumping down and yeah you're now alone you're you're you know on the roof yay and there's nothing else here but you guys and these things.
1: That was particularly disgusting. I do not like these things. Uh no. Kiska's, do just I. Gonna, like,
0: Kiska's gonna kinda like look at the big giant to see if it had anything on it.
4: Delver's going to heal himself uh while they're doing that.
1: Uh yeah, I'll check uh whatever remains of the little gooey guys to see if they had anything.
2: Do we need to roll something, Rossi? I need investigate checks from the people who are searching bodies. Okay. Before Delver gets a chance to cast heals on himself, Moonborn waddles over in giant monster thing mode and puts one of its wings on him and casts the spell Regenerate.
3: Good choice. Uh,
2: 16
0: on Investigation. 14.
2: Let me first make sure that Regenerate goes off properly. Not a spell I've used before. There it is. 48
4: plus 15.
2: Hmm. Okay. Uh...
4: And ten hit points a minute, and it lasts for an hour, so I'm basically going to be at full.
2: Yep. Yeah. All right. So you get thirty points back plus the uh, one hit point every turn thing. So like ten a minute, you said. Yeah, uh, ten a minute.
4: Yeah, Delver's still going to heal himself, but it goes up to if we do that.
2: Um, it lasts for an hour, so you'll basically be. I'm healing. basically going to be at full. Yep. So there you go. Uh, you're healing from that, and he he gives you up. A...
4: Delver uh, Delver bows.
2: But yeah, you are on top of this place. You are not... There's nothing up here but you.
4: Uh, While they are searching, I'm going to do an arcana check on the gooey bodies to see if I can determine what
2: the uh, corruption
4: is or whatever this is.
2: Okay, I'm going to go deal with them first and then I'll come back to you. Yep. Okay? Uh, So, Isra, you were searching the bodies?
1: Yeah. Not the big
2: guy, the little guys? I was searching the big guy. Yeah, the little guy is didn't have anything of value, and the stuff mm-hmm. they did had is corroded by their acidic nature
3: mm.
2: yeah it's it's just a whole lot of horrible things like there's a like a cameo one of them had on, oh. and in it is a very like lovely dragonborn lady sitting for the cameo type thing you know how they are, but it's yeah. got modeling and and scarring from the uh, the acid uh mm-hmm. you think this was a black dragonborn yeah um as for uh Kiska. He's got an absolutely repulsive loincloth that you don't want to touch. Ew. You're like, "Um, I'm here. Did anyone drop a spear or anything? Can I find a stick?" No, no sticks. Uh, you you're eventually like forced to just kind of prod at it and you're like, "No, no, nothing there." He, however, he does have a, a a large opal on a necklace. Hmm.
0: Can I get that?
2: Yeah, it's it's the, the opal is bigger than your hand. Wow. Because the necklace was for him, and he was, like, 15 feet tall. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a large, like, cloudy opal on a necklace.
0: Um, I want to hit it with detect magic, just to see if there's any magic on it. It's quite magic. Cool. Um, so, I guess I'm going to take it.
2: Okay. And Detect magic it. just tells you that it's magical. It doesn't identify the magic? Correct. Uh, it no, is. it just
1: says, yeah, it, it- Identifies the school of
2: magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe, yeah. But not like okay, necromantic.
1: Wow.
0: Okay, hmm. so I'm going to hang on to that, but I'm not going to put it on. Okay. Because that sounds like a terrible idea. Fair enough. Um, I don't think I have identify. Do it. Does anybody have identify? Delver. Hey, Delver. Can you tell me what this thing
2: is?
4: Uh, yep. Yeah, I will cast identify. I have spent the okay, spell slot.
2: Does, does identify only work for one item, or does it last for a set amount of time, or what?
4: Uh, you choose one object that you must touch throughout the casting of the spell. If so it's a magic item or some other magic imbued okay. item, you learn its properties, how to use it, whether it's a tomb to use it, how many charges it has. If any, you learn whether any spells are affecting the items, what they are. If the item was created by a spell, you learn what spell created it.
2: Okay. All right. This item is a gem of sending.
0: Hmm. Weird.
4: Uh, he probably has a paymaster that he has to rep- report back to, whatever. And Delver kind of like, Points to the ick on the ground. Whatever did this?
2: It's also very cursed.
4: Uh, it is also super cursed.
2: Anyone who put it on would be immediately subject to a Dominate Mind spell cast by oh. a 20th level uh, spellcaster, a uh, cleric in this case, and the item would continually cast it. You have disadvantage on the save. If you fail the save, you are dominated. If you succeed at the save, you must take it off immediately or it will cast the spell again.
0: So, yeah. I'm going to put that in the bag of holding
2: uh,
0: and, like, not do anything else with it.
2: Yeah, that's, okay. yes.
0: Because um, that sounds incredibly dangerous.
2: And that's basically it. That there's nothing else of value on these guys. Okay.
4: So, we look and we see that there's a, a hallway ahead of us or mm-hmm. at the end of it.
2: Leads, it leads down. Hmm. Oh,
0: here we go again with the down.
4: And we did just come up, so...
2: As you, guys right? are, as you guys are saying that, uh, is this the order you're all in still? I do mean, you look where your characters are?
4: Aegis will always take point.
2: Okay. As you do that, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Mm-hmm. DC 17. Uh, I am good with a 22. You managed to step forward far enough that as the platform begins to drop, you are oh. not on it. And so you're standing there as Kiska, Moonborn, Isra, and Inevitable... And uh, actually, I don't think, don't think Inevitable is there, but Del, No, neither Inevitable nor Delver are on the circle. Uh, just the ones who are on the circle. You're on the circle as it begins dropping down. It's not dropping, like, really fast. It's
1: like an elevator?
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, it is like an elevator.
1: Meaning a oh, death boy. risk. If I know anything about elevators.
4: Uh, uh, I, feel like, hmm. I feel like Aegis would pop back on if they're going to ride it, or...
2: Okay, you will need to make a acrobatics check or an, an, athlete, an, an acrobatics or athletics to jump down and and keep in mind it's moving downward, so you have to catch up to it. But with a twenty-seven, yeah.
4: I'm very good at at, at, at athletics.
2: Gotcha, <laughs> uh, Delver and um, Inevitable. However, just it, you're gone before they can really get to doing anything. Actually, no, Inevitable is a monk.
4: Delver does not have slow fall, so he's inevitable.
2: Not- inevitable does dope monks, dope monk bleep, and <laughs> boom is right there. Uh, he's just on the platform, like looking around. Uh, but Delver is like, I, I, will
1: catch you. Um, bye.
4: Actually, wait a minute. Does Delver have something that will? Hold on. Do you-
1: Who here has life gripped? Come on, someone must have rolled a priest.
4: He just dimension doors down to it.
2: Okay, yeah. Uh what's the range on Dimension Door? Five hundred feet. Yeah, he's fine. Boop. Okay, we're good. <laughs> Delver pops in and goes, Oh, right, I can do that. <laughs> it's I've been locked inside for a while. It's, it's it's very you know you know how to And so yeah, you guys drop, 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 drop. All right. How far down are we going? Uh, it goes down about five thousand feet.
3: Oh my god. Oh gosh. good
2: lord. Uh but it Is takes it-, it doesn't once you get like it doesn't feel like you're going particularly fast, like you know, it didn't take you very long, like everyone managed to catch up, but then like after a little bit, you think what happens is there's some kind of magic that the elevator hits a certain point and passes through a very large portal of some kind, cuz then you're like at the bottom and you look up and you cannot even see the top where you were where you guys were. Well, but it it comes down to here and you're on the ground floor and you can see the passageway in front of you and you don't know how long before the elevator starts going up again.
0: Quick, let's move.
2: Yep. yep. Moonborn charges forward, grabs Kiska and Aegis on his way, uh, and just goes to here and stops and puts Aegis down and puts Kiska on his back.
1: Yeah, I will proceed down through the corridor with the rest of them.
2: Indeed. Move ever forward. Hooray, In front of you is a fairly large chamber. In the center of the chamber, there's a figure slumped over, gleaming, made of, look, almost almost bronze or golden-plated... Hide or skin or armor, you're not quite sure. Uh, you have dark vision, or is that over by now?
1: Uh, I do. that would be that would be over. It lasted an hour. I mean, okay.
2: I've got dark vision
1: 120 yeah. feet,
2: yeah.
0: People, yeah, who I have, still,
1: I myself have dark,
2: yeah. The people who have dark vision can see him a little bit better. Uh, everybody can see him to a degree because he is he is somewhat lit by the there's a light source coming down from the from somewhere above you. You can't even see the ceiling. It's it is not visible, but the uh there's like a, a thin shaft of like mo- possibly moonlight or sunlight or something uh that is lighting this figure. Has a very large axe in in one hand. No, no sorry, not an axe, a sword. And it is a sword with a rather ornate hilt and a long tapering golden blade that is somewhat lit from within by some kind of light source.
0: What do you think that is?
4: Yeah, trouble. That is what it is. He is the offering.
2: Who said that? <laughs> what? There was a very loud slamming sound. I
1: behind, behind us? us. Of us.
2: <laughs> uh, You don't... I guess you can make... Uh, Actually, probably the only one who's got a chance of doing this is uh, Isra or Moonborn. Uh, but yeah, go I... ahead. Everyone can make a perception check. You actually have to make an active perception check for this.
1: Okay. I rolled a natural one. So, uh... Probably not, but 3020 that, that makes it a 15. 30-20. <laughs> Dirty 20.
4: 30, 20 also for Aegis.
2: Uh Aegis doesn't know where that sound came from, but he does know who that is because he remembers the sword and he remembers the kind of strange the way that um of all of the people from within the uh the the soul cage that that was the body only Repentance had a dragon, a dragonborn style head. He, he looked like a like like as Aegis looks like a dwarf. He looked like a warforged dragonborn, and that's who that is kneeling in some kind of circle. That's Repentance. It, it looks to be. That's who Aegis thinks it is. Oh, but <laughs> it doesn't. That Thirty twenty, So like it doesn't take much perception to see this thing land though. <clears throat> Oh, good lord. It's a um, giant demon thing. It is it is facing you, although, you know, because of the limitations of this thing, it is not. But it turns, and it's... Imagine a dragon, if it had a head that was like a writhing tentacles.
0: Great!
2: Like, and on its back is this pulsating sack of tentacles that rope forward and through its neck and in and out of its body, and its, its dragon like face has the tentacles coming out of its eyes and out of its mouth. Um, and it moves horribly. Uh, it, is, it is like pulsating and twitching as it moves. And it's wounded. Like there are burn marks all over this thing. He fought very valiantly. But in the end, he will serve
3: as the host.
0: No, I don't think so.
2: Okay, are you doing something? Or are you talking to it or what?
0: Sure. Yeah. Can I do something to it?
2: Yeah, both then we're gonna roll initiative.
0: Cool. I'm going to cast feeble mind on it. <laughs> it needs to make an intelligent save of fifteen.
2: Okay. Love it. Fifteen, you say? Yes. So yeah, um eleven plus twelve is Damn it. twenty three. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think he's he's he has no he's okay with it.
4: Uh, and for clarification, okay. this is the big red thing.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. There's a lot. But in in the game, I'm using a red thing as a model. It's a giant purple dragon with a sack on its back full of writhing tentacles that actually, like, rope through its neck and face that come out. And it's, like, got, like, ooze and stuff leaking out of it everywhere.
0: Oh, it also, it takes 4d6 psychic damage, even though it doesn't, like, get the failed save. Okay. Like, it... The intelligence doesn't drop. It still takes a damage.
2: Okay. Um, so it, it takes three?
0: 13 psychic damage.
2: It's immune to psychic damage.
0: Okay, well, that was a waste.
2: Eh,
4: happens. Um, cool. So I guess we're in initiative now, yeah?
2: Yep. Um, you guys can go ahead and roll. 17. 22 for Aegis. 9.
1: 17
4: because for Delver. It's
1: Dice. It's Dice. cursed. betraying me.
2: It's cursed. But uh,
1: I got to... I got a different one, and I rolled a 4. for uh, Okay, for no. so...
2: Um, Aegis, you were a 22? Correct. Kiski, you were what?
0: Uh, Hang on.
1: 17.
2: Isra, you were at a... You said 9? Nine? 9. What did Delver
4: get? 17. 10 plus 7.
2: I'm gonna say Kiska goes first. Just she, yeah. she should, yes. Okay. Neville Loss is sucking it up, as always, at... at Oh my god. Uh, He's at an eight this time. Oh. I'm a monk! And Moonborn got deleted. Oh, that's annoying. Hold on.
4: Do not worry about healing me when I inevitably take a crap ton of damage.
0: Which one of you are you talking about? Aegis. Delver.
4: Delver is a squishy boy. Okay. Aegis Aegis is fine.
0: Okay. (laughs) Moonborn's
2: going on a six.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. I thought I rolled badly, but. Apparently half the party yeah. world, badly.
2: Okay, so going on 29, the monster looks at Kiska like, You tried to hurt me. <laughs> oh, no!
0: I am also still on um, his back, yeah?
2: Yeah, that's true. You are still on his back. Okay. Let's see if he recharges this, because he's used it already. Oh, no. Oh, does not. Okay, so he can't do that. Mm, yeah, alright. Uh
4: Think I'll use my oversized Dungeons and Dragons branded D (laughs) twenty.
1: Yeah, I have to. I'm gonna have to sort through all of these dice. Find a good one.
2: He lashes out with one of the strange tentacles on his body. Uh, He's got fifteen foot reach on it. So let's see where he is compared to fifteen. He can get there. Uh, He lashes out with one of the strange tentacles that comprises his his head and neck. Um, Your armor class is what?
0: My armor class is fourteen.
2: 14. Uh, well, we'll see what happens.
0: What kind of attack is it? Because I'm immune to a bunch of things right now.
2: It's just a straight-up melee attack.
0: Okay, then you're fine.
2: Okay. Uh, I am resistant to force damage, though. 34 to hit. Yeah, that hit. Okay, uh, you take 12 points of psychic damage. Okay. And you are now grappled. Uh, you need to make... A DC 18 escape check, but you can't make that now. What uh, starting round?
0: What kind of check is that?
2: It's it's uh he's he's grappling you. Yeah,
0: I know. Uh, Which kind of save is acrobatics it?
4: Acrobatics or athletics is usually
2: the yeah. check that comes uh, out. of Okay, it. okay. And uh, that's his go. He does have multi attack, but he's just making the tentacle attack this round. He's like, perhaps the master will enjoy more flesh. Great. And that's his go. Uh, Kiska had gone. That was a, like basically a surprise attack before initiative. So yeah, um, that's Aegis. You're up.
4: If not broke, don't fix. I rage and then I charge at the giant dragon.
2: <laughs> Alrighty, go ahead and attack it.
4: Recklessly attacking because again, if it ain't broke, don't fix. Uh, 19 on the die. I'm assuming a 29 hits.
2: Yep, 29 does hit it. Okay.
4: Uh, do, 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 do,
2: do, do, thirty-four
4: points of damage. Okay. Second attack is a twenty-five to hit. Yep. Twenty-three points of damage. Thirty-three points of damage. Excuse me. Okay. The math is hard. Uh, hasted attack. That's a crit. Sixty-one points of damage. Okay. And the crit bonus attack. Uh, that is a twenty-three. All right. Does that hit? Yep. Only twenty-eight points. Okay, and that's it. That's all my attacks. No bonus okay. actions yet, or I bonus uh, no reactions since, or
2: anything yet. Since you hit it, and, then, and now on your turn, he has a legendary. He can do. Okay, he uh, lashes out with a tentacle. Okay, twenty-eight to hit.
4: Just hits.
2: Okay, um, that's yeah. So you're you need to make no. You're grappled. He gets you now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're grappled. Uh. That, that's that's what happens on that, because that's a, that's a legendary action. It's not his action. So, Aegis
4: seems ridiculously unbothered by being tethered to this thing.
2: Okay. Uh, as, as he does that, the lair action happens, and around you, uh, you're basically in this giant ring. Aegis is now up here on him, and so is Kiska. Kiska's up on him. You're both there. Uh, the area around everything kind of like where all those like trenches are the the divots in the map there's like a sound like and explosions begin happening and there's like nothing like molten hot rock is just spraying up out of in all those areas it doesn't get you or anything but the heat noticeably rises in the room and there's molten rock everywhere everywhere in those trenches and those little spots great Hmm. so that's that's the lair action and uh, I believe that means it is um, Kiska. You are up. Cool. So I have a question. Okay. Can I cast a spell while I'm grappled? Yeah, you just can't move.
0: Okay, so if I cast a spell gaseous form on myself, can I float out of it?
2: I believe so. Gaseous form can't be, isn't physically holdable. Correct. No. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. My only method of movement is a flying speed of 10 feet, but. Okay. I can 10 feet away. So I'm going
2: to be a cloud. No, you're not. He counterspells you. Oh, mother.
1: <laughs> okay. See, the thing, we had so many counterspells in the last campaign. Matt's Matt, learned. Yes. Matt learned. Matt learned yeah. from us. And I don't have counterspell. <laughs>
0: That's the part that sucks right now. Okay. So um, that was um,
1: that.
2: Isra, make a perception check. Uh,
1: 15.
2: You hear a whistling sound.
1: Uh, okay. I'm looking around trying to identify it, but
2: Okay. For now just be aware that you have yeah. it. Uh
1: okay.
2: so okay. Yeah, he has to burn that spell slot. Um but yeah, you you what level is gaseous form? Third. So it's, oh yeah, then he, he automatically then that's fine. All right. Uh so yeah, you're not you don't go gaseous.
0: Great. Um I don't think there's anything else I could do then because I can't I mean it's an action to make acrobatics check, yeah. Uh
2: you still get to make it. Because you get to make it the start of your turn every turn. Oh, okay. Well,
0: then I'm going to do an acrobatics check, yeah? Yeah. Ten. Oh, no, yeah, you don't get out. Yeah, that sucked. It was almost an 18. <laughs> anyway. Okay,
2: well, then that's Kiska's go, because she can't move. Yep. Delver. Okay.
4: Delver is going to bonus action, use a bardic inspiration, and give everybody 14 temporary hit points and Mm -hmm. everybody can uh, move their full movement without, if they want to burn the reaction without provoking an attack of opportunity because, again... Except
0: I'm grappled, so I can't.
4: Yep, but you still get 14 temporary hit points.
0: Okay, cool. Thank you.
4: Uh, I can make sure that goes through. And then he is going to cast a spell, but the question is, what is he going to cast? That's a good question. He's got a lot of really cool stuff. So now I have access to 8th-level spells. Uh, sure So This thing probably has a bunch of Hit points still, so I have to save that Because that would just be a waste If I do that And I want it to be fun uh, So instead we will cast a Sixth level Sunbeam A beam of brilliant light flashes out from my hand In a five foot wide, sixty foot long line Each creature- I know the spell, I just used it I know <laughs>
2: doing it for the folks at home! It's Love a beam God. of light, guys. Yeah. Eat. Basically, he is the guy. If you've ever seen Goku, it's like, ah, yeah! Like that. He does that.
4: Yep. Yeah. So, so go ahead and make a constitution saving throw a DC-18.
2: Uh, he just makes it. Legendary resistance. That's There's fine. Bothering.
4: That's fine. So he is still going to take half of 68, so give me a second. Six. Because I don't have enough D-8s so to roll in meat space.
1: Woohoo! hoo Nice!
4: Uh, so that is... 26, so 13 points of damage. Unless he has any. Uh, is that Radiant? Nope. It is
2: Radiant. He, he takes the damage.
4: Well, it's half. He failed. Or it's, it's half. He succeeded, right?
2: Yeah. He still takes, but he does take damage. He, yeah. You know, he, okay. Ouch.
4: Uh, and that is bonus action and action for Delver, so that's all he can do.
2: All right. Um, Delver's at 17. So I believe that next up is Isra.
1: Okay. We're going to do something exciting. Instead of. Instead of hitting things with an arrow, Isra Isra is going to conjure a celestial spirit—the spirit of a large purple glowing dragon. This is a uh, summoned okay. celestial at uh, at sixth level, and uh, it's it's going to fly in and try and attack. Actually, it doesn't need to fly in; it has a ranged attack. It's it's going to try to attack. It's uh, kind of hovering over me, and it's going to attack the uh, attack dragon guy.
2: Okay. Does it need to like? Is it? How does this attack work? Does it roll an attack roll or? does it- uh,
1: Yes, it has a multi attack, and it has uh, it has three attacks around because I cast it at six level. And yes, it's just it's just an attack roll.
2: All right. So make some attack roll. Uh,
1: let's see. The first one is uh, a twenty eight to hit. That does hit. The second one is uh, 16. That does not hit. Okay. And the third one is a dirty 20.
2: That does not hit.
1: Okay. Well, that's useful information there. And it does, for the one that does hit, it does 2d6 plus, I wrote this down in everything, 10, it does 18 points of radiant damage.
2: Ouch. does not look well pleased
1: um and that's it I'm gonna I'm gonna keep Rika with me instead of sending her out to attack because those tentacles those tentacles are worrying I'm gonna I'm gonna take a couple steps back and kind of be at the mouth of the hallway and not out okay
2: inevitable loss is going to do some monk stuff Yep, okay. He parkours around and all that monkeys goodness. He's currently on the stairs, and what he does is basically... Oops, wrong thing to click. My bad. Uh, basically, people are actually seeing where they were. There we go. He basically jumps, 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 uh, and is now actually on the, the thing's back next to where Kiska is, and he attacks the tentacle. Okay. Yep, uh, It's. All those times. All right. His hand of harm crackles and he goes, face the void. And he does 37 points of damage to the tentacle, which causes it to shear off. Uh, the downside is, Kiska, you fall 15 feet to the ground. Okay. Um, so I think you take like 1d6 falling damage. Uh, you take two points of damage. Uh, but you're now not, not grappled by him anymore. Cool. But that was Inevitable's moving in action and stuff. So he's up on the thing's back now. He isn't grappled, but he is standing on it. Uh, And Moonborn that's Inevitable's now. go. What was that?
4: No, it's Moonborn, I
2: think. No, Moonborn's next. Yes. That was Inevitable. Now Moonborn. Moonborn is kind of like, um, should I hit it? Yeah, everybody else seems to be hitting it. Okay. Is anybody hurt? I can't tell if anybody's hurt.
0: No, I had extra hit points. I still have extra hit points, so
2: I'm fine. So. Yeah, uh, he's going to just rush the thing and try to axe chop him. Like you do. And he's missing both times. <sighs> um, yeah, that's, that's Moonborn's go. Uh, Should have cast a spell. Uh, anyway, okay. Uh, I believe that's everybody in the party, right?
1: I think so.
2: Okay, top of the order. This dude moves directly up into the air 40 feet and over the lava 40 feet.
1: Okay.
2: He then drops Aegis into the lava oh. and spins to try and throw Inevitable into the lava.
4: Do I get any sort of reaction to try to grab on or anything like that?
2: I can't see why you would. Your action's not until...
4: Well, I still have a reaction, right? Is there anything Yeah, but a rea-
2: Is there a reaction to being dropped?
4: I don't know. That's what I'm asking. I don't,
2: don't believe so. There's nothing in the rules is. that say you Let's get a reaction. See. do, do,
3: do,
4: do, do. Oh, it just does have dark vision.
2: <laughs> oh well. Nothing matters now.
4: Uh yeah, no. Okay, cool. I'm in lava or falling towards lava.
2: Uh well, it's you're forty feet in the air. I believe you can fall more than forty feet and around. Um actually, can you? That's a good know. question. I don't know how many feet Pumas falls in around. I'm gonna say that I'm gonna put you in the place that you would be, or at least I'm going to try to, but unfortunately I'm for it. We're gonna say you that fi- you fall you fall five hundred feet around. Okay, so yeah, you you splash right in it. Yeah, you you splash directly into the lava. Um, he's still got um, about 40 feet of flying left. Oh no no. He used 20 to get over there, and then he's 40 up, so that's 60 total. Uh, tries to get inevitable. Let's see if inevitable can avoid it because he's got movement and stuff. He could he could do it. Well, he can't really act, can he? No. He wasn't grappled, <laughs> but you know he's not. He can't do anything anymore than you can. So yeah, no. Inevitable goes in the lava. So far, that's movement-based. That wasn't actually an action. Uh, he'll go his twenty over to here. He can't get everybody, but yeah, that's Delver and Moonborn. He can get Delver and Moonborn. So let's see. Ooh, six. Okay. He rears back his head, and this horrible wheezing sound comes out of him as this viscous liquid Ooh. sprays out of him. It goes. Uh, it's a. It's a straight line that is. Twenty. It's like a hundred and fifty feet. It gets both Delver and Moonborn, and goes all the way to the back wall and is it hits the the wall and the lava and all that, and that's it gets disintegrated there. But those two both get hit by it. Um, let's see here. Oh yeah, this is this is nasty stuff. First off, uh, you got to make a DC twenty two Constitution saving throw. Both Delver and Moonborn do.
4: It's not poison or disease.
2: Mm, doesn't say it's psychic damage. Oh, okay. Well, Delver fails. Okay. So does Moonborn. Um, you take 55 psychic damage. How much you said? 55. <laughs> the 10d10 attack. You take 55 damage. That's fine. I just got to make sure I'm doing it right. Uh, and, and since you both failed, you are now infested with illithid tadpoles. Uh, interesting. Okay. So on the start of every turn, uh, it will be doing stuff. I don't know. Here's the thing, though. I don't know if the infestation counts as a disease.
4: That is a DM call because I don't think it talks. Yeah, it.
2: It uh, kind of sounds like it's to me, but up to you. It normally requires magic that ends a curse or restores 40 hit points. Like basically,
0: uh greater, restoration.
2: greater restoration would normally be necessary to get rid of this thing.
4: Yep. Which Delver has. Um,
2: so, yeah. Right now, I'm going to say it doesn't count as a disease because it requires greater restoration specifically to get rid of it. Um, but yeah, that's that's what happened right now. Delver and Moonborn both have illithid tadpoles, like a cl- you know, in them, covering them, crawling all over them, biting into them, getting into them. So yeah, that's that's happening to those two poor poor suckers. Uh, and that's his go. Uh, and the lair action is to turn the lava on. So yeah, Aegis, you land in the lava, and it's now your turn. You take 26 points of burning damage, fire damage, basically, from the the lava that you land in. Uh, which I get to reduce anyway. And your you, movement speed is halved. It's considered difficult terrain to get out.
4: Uh, that's fine. So I'm going to use my reaction, since it hasn't okay. been my turn yet, um, Fair. to reduce that by another 11. So I take four. Okay. Okay uh how far how long how how far do i have to move to get out of this lava
2: basically it's that circle so it's from the divot you're in so say say like 5 10 15 20 it's 20 feet and at difficult terrain you're moving at half speed so uh, i think you you would have to move the equivalent of 40 feet to get out
3: yeah
4: give me a second because i have haste on too that's true you do have haste yeah oh so- you also
2: take falling damage i'm sorry that's fine. Let me, I'll work that out while you work out what you're doing.
4: That's fine. Uh So difficult terrain, half movement. So snap to center. Oh, I don't even have to worry about that. I can just walk to the edge. That's 20 feet. And is this thing still in the air? Yep. Uh,
2: you take 1d6 times 4. Um, just going to roll 1d6 and multiply. Okay, so 3 times 4. You take 12 points of bludgeoning damage. I'm sure you reduce it down to almost nothing, but nonetheless, you do. Uh, yep. Uh, I will take six. However, you are still covered in molten rock. Okay. Which means uh, you're going to get a constitution save to get it off of you at the end of every turn. Your turn, specifically yep. when, you, when you get your turn. In the meantime, you will be taking the same amount of damage every turn. Uh, 55 points of fire damage.
4: That's okay. Um, right. So this thing is 40 feet in the air still?
2: Mm-hmm. That is correct. It's forty feet in the air, and it moved over to slightly above, to slightly northish.
4: I chuck I a know. javelin at it. Okay,
2: uh, is it a normal javelin or a magical javelin?
4: Uh, that's a normal one. I don't have any ranged attacks. Sadly. My point is
2: that you fell in lava. I'm going to rule that your javelin is gone. <laughs> okay, dokie. So javelin is gone. Cool. I magical items survive that kind of thing, but then just I... some javelin you got on the way. No, that's gone, man
4: then I legitimately do nothing, because there is nothing I can do while he's out of my range, so next next character.
2: Alright, uh, that would be, I believe, Kiska. How big is this guy?
4: Oh, I'm gonna make my constitution save to get that stupid thing yeah. out. Yeah,
2: go ahead. Uh, technically he's gargantuan, but I've made him that okay. size so he can fit in here.
4: Okay. What's my target, because I rolled a 22.
2: Uh, you, that is in fact your target. So you get, you manage to break the hardening lava off before it can do any more damage to you. Or harden, because it was going to harden.
0: He's flying, right?
2: Yep. he's forty feet in the air, and he's about forty feet away from you. I think. Five, 20, no, he's twenty-five feet away from you, forty feet up. So we'll say thirty feet total away from you.
0: Okay, but he's forty feet up. Yes. Okay. Sorry, I'm thinking.
2: Yeah, he didn't like the whole getting hit repeatedly by the crazy barbarians. So oh no, he's for decided, sure. For sure. Yeah, he's decided he's not staying there.
4: Oh no, I don't. I do not blame. Like it is, it is what needs to happen. I just have no way to get to him, which means effectively i'm out of this fight
2: for now
0: yeah i'm just looking at what i have i'm sorry okay a lot of the stuff that i have involves being on the ground
2: and if you want you can delay your round and i'll let, i'll do somebody else and let come back to you how, if you how want hurt now. does no, this fine. thing
4: look not very uh
2: more than it was it had a few burns and slash marks before but now it 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 looks like hold on um gonna make a roll here for you okay as a professional murdering people specialist not as murdered as you would like or even expect, but more murdered than it was by a good chunk.
4: <laughs> so probably still outside of Power word stun range. Got it.
2: Uh, mm. c- c- I can tell you without telling you that that is a, probably a very good estimation. Yeah.
0: So he is how far away from me, technically speaking? Technically,
2: technically I'd say he's like 40 feet away from you. <laughs> Okay, using so. The height, because you're on the ground and he's in the air, and he's okay. also diagonal, but I'd say 40 feet. We'll, we'll let it be 40 feet.
0: I'm going to hit him with Wither and Bloom. Okay. He needs to make a constitution, say, 15. Made easily. Hang on. Uh, okay, so he makes half as much.
2: Wait, you're casting a spell at him? Yeah. Right, he'll try counterspelling. What level is Withering Wither and Bloom being cast at? Fifth. Okay, he'll actually make the make a roll. But he does. Uh, yeah, he just counterspells you. He doesn't like dealing with your spells.
0: What a jerk.
2: Yeah, he is a boss monster.
0: <laughs> well, it's like killing everything that I can do. Uh, uh, that is his goal. Action. Delver's over there in the uh, soup, right?
2: No. Uh, oh, yeah. He's He's got hit Del- by the illithid goop.
4: Yeah, but Delver Delver's not
2: in the... He's not in the lava. That's inevitable loss. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Um...
2: That's Delver. You just made whoever paying to just be yep. Delver.
0: Inevitable loss. Okay. Yeah. Then that's it for me. I'm going to move back a little bit though.
2: Okay. On his go. Uh, no, actually, it's, it's Ezra's go. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead, Ezra.
1: Um, I'm going to do the hitting with an arrow thing.
2: Okay. What about your summoned guy?
1: Uh, he acts immediately after me and, uh, obeys my commands, which requires no action on my part. All right. So I'm going to attack and then, yeah, I'm going to attack and then he's going to attack. Okay. Uh, 25 on the first one That hits, and, uh, only an 18 on the second one. I don't think that hits.
2: That does not hit.
1: All of these numbers. Uh, so that is seven from the bow, uh, two more from the bow's special effect. And one radiant from being a cleric.
2: Okay, yeah, he, you know, you want the arrow launches up and actually digs into the side of him, and then there's like a small explosion. Uh, he didn't. He definitely didn't enjoy that, um, but he okay. that didn't look to get tremendously damaged in my
1: other. Uh, so now for my celestial dragon, three attacks. Uh, that's 219, so those are going to be 28s, but the other one is a 6 that will not hit.
2: The 228s definitely hit.
1: Yeah, so that's, sorry, it's 6, 7, uh, 15 on the first attack, Okay. and 18 on the second attack, and let me double check, I believe this is radiant damage.
3: Okay,
2: uh, it definitely hurts, He is not immune to it, or even resistant to it as far as you can tell.
1: Yeah, well, that's... That's something. uh, Yes, that is radiant damage. Uh, It just sort of sends out a bolt of uh, kind of glowing purple energy. uh, But that's all I can do. I am staying back and out of the way. Well, maybe I'll move over a little.
2: All right. Uh, The lair. Out of the lava comes three tentacles. One goes for Isra. But I'm thinking... It's not going to be good. Seven's not going to hit you. No. Seven plus seven is 14.
1: Uh, I have an AC of sixteen.
2: Okay, which so is not good,
1: but it's something.
2: Didn't get you. One goes for your summoned guy. Can he be attacked?
1: Yes, he can. Uh <laughs> he's like he's off the ground though. He's flying above me. Maybe 20 Tentacle feet has up.
2: a hundred foot reach. Okay. It can hit anything in the ring. All three of them can. Okay. That's gonna be twenty two. That hits? Okay. Uh okay. First off he well, yeah, we'll 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 just see. The technically he's grappled. But okay. That's not really going to matter all that much, but. Okay, seventeen points of fire damage.
1: Okay. He has um, fifty hit points, so. Uh, all right. He, so he, he just has took. Some... S-
2: He's now grappled by the tentacle of fire. The third tentacle of fire is going to go. Uh, we'll just roll a die for this. Yeah, it's going to go for uh the most dangerous one on the field, which is Aegis. Natural twenty. Yep. I mean, so... I'm
4: at a twenty-six, and I'm sure it's got more than plus six.
2: Yeah. It, it has a lot more than plus X, um, so you probably won't even notice this. But uh, forty-seven points of fire damage, uh, which is halved, uh, and you are not. You're just you're grappled, but you're since you're more dangerous. It's going to do it special, which the other one didn't do because I didn't remember to have it do it. Uh, you'll probably make the save, but a DC twenty strength check. Uh, strength oh, God, saving yeah. throw. Sorry. Yeah, you probably. Uh, I, rolled, I rolled a
4: fourteen, and I have a plus thirteen.
2: Yeah, so right you don't get pulled back into the into the lava, but you are grappled. So next round, you'll have to deal with that. Yeah, that's fine. That was the lair going, and that means it is finally Moonborn. And Moonborn looks over at the area with all this stuff going on, and waves his wing again, and goes down. Now up. And cast reverse gravity <laughs> hitting uh inevitable loss, aegis delver, yeah, oh actually no uh isra oh. himself yeah and the and the monster, everyone gets hit with it. I don't get hit with it though no Kiska is too far away okay because it's it's fifty foot radius out from the critter, which okay. is pretty much everybody oh, boy. yeah uh, inevitable okay, yeah, he makes it fine um. I'm going to say Inevitable... Is, I mean, Moonborn is not very smart, but he is smart enough that he would do this properly. I want somebody here to be willing to make a d20 roll here.
0: Okay. Not me. I mean, I'm not in the radius. Do I need to make it or no? No,
2: this is a d20 roll for Moonborn. It's a it's an attack roll. He's doing
0: something. Oh, I could do it.
2: Yeah, go ahead. Just tell me what you got on the die.
0: Uh, Nine.
2: Nine, okay. All right. Yeah. Inevitable is actually... Um, the, since the lava is grappling you, um, Aegis, mm-hmm. you actually don't go anywhere immediately. But the lava does go up. And because Flying Guy is flying, he just kind of re- adjusts in the air, but doesn't realize what's happening. Moonborn is trying to hit him with the lava. And thanks to that roll from Kiska, he has successfully done so. Woo! So, of all the things this thing is resistant to or regenerates from, fire is not one of them. Hmm. So Moonborn has just done 77 points of fire damage to it.
0: Hey, nice job Moonborn.
2: And that's his go. Uh oh, Aegis, you are carried by the lava unless you resist it.
4: There's n- nothing I can do. I can't grab onto anything really.
2: Okay. So the lava <laughs> carries you with it and so when the lava hits him, you are now standing on him. Good. And to you, up is where your feet are, so you are standing on its chest while it is covered in lava. Um, and that's, that's your go. Inevitable Loss is gonna spend some time trying not to hit anything. He succeeds. Yeah, he's... He lands on the thing as well, and then he goes around. He literally climbs around onto its back and does a bunch of punching. Oh, yeah. Ooh, 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 that's a lot of damage. Okay. Um, yeah, he looks pretty hurt. Between Moonborn hitting him with the lava and Inevitable Loss punching him a lot, uh, that's... Yeah. that There we go. Um... Uh, yeah, that, that's everybody on your side. So the the uh, lair didn't like that, uh, but it, it used its action already. Uh, he's going to use one of his legendary abilities. Yeah, you watch his flesh starting to knit together. Like he's doing something to heal himself. Uh, it's one of his legendaries. He just used it. Uh, you don't know how much damage he healed. Uh, he took a lot of damage, but you, you don't. You're not sure how much damage he healed. He's going to see if he can recharge his breath weapon oh God, I rolled a four okay he doesn't he doesn't <laughs> succeed in recharging the breath weapon um I believe that puts aegis up front
4: well, I'm just gonna recklessly attack i'm gonna try to undo whatever damage this thing is has, has healed itself for okay uh eighteen on the die so that will hit thirty eight okay second attack is a nineteen on the die hit okay again same thing thirty eight uh, okay all right and the last one's a natural 20.
2: Good for you. Go for it, man.
4: And that is piss poor, but I can roll the 1. 13, yeah, uh, that's only 37 on the crit. Hmm. Well, but, I get still. The, but I get the extra attack from critting. Uh, that might miss
2: 22. Uh, it does miss. Okay. So you did 40 plus. did about 80 damage total, right? No, more than that. 40 and 40 is 80, then... About 120 damage, all told, in my opinion. Yep, yeah, 123. All right, yep. Uh, that's You were pretty sure that that didn't... You feel like whatever he was doing to regenerate, you did successfully overcome it. You don't think you pushed him down below it. But you did keep him from just wiping all that stuff that, that happened to him last round. Good. Uh, and now I believe the next person up is uh, Kiska.
0: Cool. So I'm going to move over to where repentances in the middle of the chamber there? Already? Is he moving at all? Is he covered by something? Uh,
2: what does he look like? He looks like somebody took a, a giant meat pounder to somebody's face.
0: Okay. He has but- been
2: beaten. Um, he is, he is apparently still alive and apparently very surprised to find himself physical because he wasn't before. There's shattered pieces He's- of a, some kind of crystal all around him.
4: If you can do something else to help the fight, Delver can get um, him this turn.
2: Okay.
0: Um. Well, I don't know if I can because every time I try to cast a spell,
4: he counters. I know.
0: Yeah. Um. And I don't know how many counters he has.
4: He has as many for as he has spell slots. But I mean, what else you got?
0: <laughs> okay. So, uh, going to move again. Sorry. It's okay. And then I'm going to hit. Uh.
2: You mind that you're getting counterspelled all the time is why Moonborn was able to hit him with the reverse gravity. Mm -hmm. Just in point, you know,
1: counterspell's a reaction. We all only get a reaction around. Yeah,
2: so he could only do it once, and so using it on you, so Moonborn got to cast a spell. So in a way, you set Moonborn up. It's like a layup.
0: Yeah, but I know that's not fun. (laughs) No, I'm going to hit him with blight.
2: Okay, he's what level are you casting at? Fifth. All right, he's going to try to counterspell it. He rolled a one. <laughs> he's,
0: he's got good. to make a constitution saving throw.
2: Well, he's good at those at least.
0: Yeah, I know.
2: Okay, that's a 19 plus. Yeah,
0: Yeah, then he saves. 27. But, um, he does take half damage. Okay. And let me roll. So half of 46.
2: Okay, the these fissures and, and cracks on his skin from getting hit by the lava and the axe and all that suddenly crackle with like anti-light it's not even black it's like the opposite of light as the necrotic power of, of you know weather hits him he does not like that at all not even a little bit he does not like that.
0: cool Um. and then I'm going to move back over to where repentance is at in, in my turn there
2: all right Delver
4: you're up Delver uses his last wish and allows 20 creatures that I can see to regain all hit points and, and the effects on all of them described in the Greater to restoration spell this includes repentance Okay. So everybody everybody you enjoyed enjoyed back to full.
2: You did, you technically did not say
4: Uh I that, choose. I'm not choosing yeah, I'm, I'm not choosing the baddies.
2: I'm, I'm talking out to you that you make sure to tighten that up next time. Do we get uh, our spell slots back or just heal? He he just said he got all your hit points back. Oh well, greater greater restoration you
4: you imbue a creature you touch with positive energy and undo a deliberating debilitating effect basically
2: it gets rid of all the it it doesn't just do that it gets rid of the illicit stuff that was hitting him or charms and And petrified
4: and target uh curses and and any reduction ability scores anything reducing it so it's
2: really good even if you haven't taken any damage or anything it's a good thing for him to do because it it not only does it boost him to full health but uh, it also
0: got rid of the wiggly's.
2: that's great
4: and it and it awesome and hopefully gets Repentance up and running
2: Yes And in fact, uh, you see Repentance take a sharp breath Goes <gasps> Well, don't and just it? lay there Get in the fight He's 40 feet in the air Then he gets up And he does and, in and, fact, and, and We're, and we're going to give him what's, what's points an a- initiative.
4: Yeah, as we're doing this, Delver points at Aegis
2: Didn't stop him He's got a 20 on his initiative Cool Now I have to handle three of them. (laughs) (laughs) And Isra, you hear, oh, the bag of holding, open the bag of holding. Isra hears this, not Kiska.
1: Oh. Do I hear a source of it?
2: Yeah, it's it's in your head.
1: In my head? Uh Uh-huh. Okay.
2: So that was Delver's go. Uh, Repentance is going on 20, so he's not going for a while. Um... I believe, Isra, you are up.
1: Well, I've just heard this strange voice in my head, and... Okay, I'm I'm opening the bag of holding. I have the bag of holding. Oh, wait, then... Yeah. You're going to have to yell at me.
2: <laughs> Theoretically, she could run to you.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, run, <laughs> run to Kiska and tear off the bag of holding? Yeah, uh, it's
2: a 55-foot uh, trip, so you won't be able to do anything that round, but... Although, interact with an object isn't necessarily, like, it's like a bonus action, isn't it? uh I don't it,
3: know.
4: It, interacting with an object is a free action
2: okay uh do they have free it's free action
4: it doesn't really okay. it, it doesn't count for for anything so she could
2: get there if she spent her action she could move her okay. full move spend her action and then go in and then open the bag if she's doing that
1: okay i will do i it. will do that i will dash over here Yeah, Kiska, guy. I need to get in the bag, and kind of like I assume it's like slung over your shoulder or something. It's like attached at my side, and yeah, I just go ahead and like let you take it. Okay, I'm just gonna grab at it and I don't know what I'm looking for. Just open
2: it
0: (laughs) as soon as you (laughs) open it. I
1: opened it
2: as soon as you open a flying unicorn. Pegasus comes flying (laughs) out with Creo (laughs) on its back.
1: (laughs) Oh my (laughs) god!
2: (laughs) Creo.
0: How did you get in there?
2: No time to explain. He points his sword at the thing and goes, You! Feeble mind! I already tried that one. Yeah, it doesn't work.
1: Uh, Well, so I'm Krayo's going to like, have
2: my... Oh, man, I just learned that one!
0: I I know, we... me too, man.
1: <laughs> We've been doing that this whole time. I, I am going to have my Celestial Dragon attack it, though.
2: Okay, go for it.
1: Because cause I can.
2: Also, Krio is now basically at the dragon, at the dragon monster, because he is flying on a Pegasus, and it just swoops over.
1: <laughs> uh, so, one of those is a 27, but the other two definitely don't hit.
2: Okay, 27 does hit.
1: So, that is... Uh, 13 points of radiant damage.
2: yeah. He's really starting to hate all these little, little bits and bites he's taking.
1: That's... that's all... That's all rangers do.
2: Plus, plus the then... Aegis thing, where Aegis just does a tremendous amount of damage to him every round. <laughs> I can't help that... it. This guy's regeneration is crazy, and he's not being able to keep ahead of Aegis. It's like, ah!
1: <laughs> uh, that's, that's all I got.
2: Alrighty, then. Uh, I believe Inevitable Loss is up. He attempts to... Ooh, it does hit. Okay. Holy crap. He failed the con save. Stunning strike. Oh strike. Stunning strike. Yes! He just got stunning <laughs> striked while he's in the air. I don't uh, think he has to fall. No. I don't think that that he, he can stay in the air. Uh, I've seen this get done before. But yeah, he just got stunned. Oh, man. Oh, no. Why did I do that? Because <laughs> you, you love us. <laughs> I control the guy. I could totally have made him do something else. Oh, geez. All right. Um,. That's inevitable's go. Moonbeam is, Moonborn is now happy to not feel like he's got stuff growing out of him anymore. He's going to fly up and just do a straight-up flyby attack. Like He'll fly right to there and just do some mauling. Will that wake the guy up, or does he not get up till his next
0: no, turn? No, they're stunned until their next turn. All right.
2: Mm-hmm. All righty. Does someone want to roll for Moonborn, or do you want me to do it?
0: What is it you need to roll?
2: Uh, the 3d20s. Um, he has a plus 10 to each attack.
0: 3d20s?
2: Yep. Uh you roll roll them separately. That's three attack. He has multi-attack, so roll roll a one D twenty, add ten, and do it three times.
0: Okay. So one D twenty plus 10,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Twenty-five on the first.
2: Okay. That one hits.
0: Fifteen on the
2: second. That don't hit. Twenty on the third. That doesn't hit. Okay. Hit once. Do, 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 do. Okay, and yeah, eight plus eight. Sixteen points of face damage as he basically swoops by, pecks three times with a giant axe beak, manages to hit the thing once, and uh is now sitting there in front of it. Uh actually trying to get Aegis. Like because Aegis is standing on the thing's chest. <laughs> he's, he's trying to get to Aegis so he can get him off. Uh, but he didn't do it this round. And that's everybody on your side. Uh he loses his go. Because he's stunned. Yeah. Does he get to roll, or is it just over? No.
0: It's it's it's. He is stunned until the monk's next turn.
2: Okay. At yep. the end of the monk's next turn. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That, that's then. That's him. Um, uh-huh. The lair can try a tentacle attack. I don't. No. It's the lair doing it. Okay. Nobody gets hit though.
3: Alright,
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, Aegis, you're up. Smacky, smacky, recklessly. Okay. Don't you wait? Why are you reckless? He's stunned.
4: Oh, that's right. I don't have to, just regular.
3: Uh, so that'll yeah. be
4: a 33 to hit. That hits uh, uh, 32 points of damage. Yep. And 28 will hit. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That is 30 points of damage. Okay. Uh, next one will hit because that's a 17 base. Let me see if I, I'm going to fish with really... Nope. The other one was a 1. I'll take the 17. Uh, 31 points of damage.
2: Okay. Um, he is now looking pretty rough. Like he's taking a lot of damage at this point. Uh, at this point, And then Aegis Repent- will
4: ju- like, jump towards uh, Moonborn because I have a movement okay. action.
2: As you're doing that, Repentance moves and gets into the gravity sphere. So he is carried up and he stops moving once the gravity thing grabs him and is throwing him at the guy. Mm-hmm. And he's going to attempt to hit him.
3: Oh boy, Harry.
2: I wasn't actually expecting you to heal this guy. Didn't think he'd be doing it. Uh, I was I reading mean, through wishes. Was just, I was he reading was through wishes and standing he there. Yeah. Alrighty then. Natural Twine. <laughs> I
3: was
2: Thank on the first roll of the advantage attack, so.
3: <laughs> okay,
2: I rolled the second attack. Time to smite. I hate you people. <laughs> You did this. We're making you 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 kill your own baby. (laughs) Not only, but you're making me use the character that I did not think was going to be any part of this. So I didn't even think. (laughs) Oh,
4: listen, I was reading through all the options that I had with Wish. And I was like, oh, I could just try to make something up. I could, oh, I could just cast a greater uh, mass, greater restoration. Okay.
2: Yeah, I just got to look up Smite for a second here. I haven't used it in a while. So, oh, God,
4: it's. I think it's uh, base is d8 per spell slot, plus whatever yeah. variable you have for your uh, yep. your oath. Mm-hmm.
2: Which is vengeance. Which I th-
4: think that he's makes already it a cast- d12. Yeah,
2: it's a d12. <laughs> plus he's, his highest level spell slot's fourth, so it's 4d12. But it's a crit, so it's 8d12. Plus his normal hit. Yeah. Okay. Okay, first to start off with, we've got nine plus nine is eighteen. Doubled, no, so just the nine would be. So nine plus nine plus nine. That's eighteen plus nine is twenty-seven. Then the smite damage. I'm just gonna roll four d12 and double it because I don't have eight. Who the heck knew I would ever need eight d12?
4: Welcome to paladins, man. They are awful. <laughs> Wonderful.
2: And awful. 12 plus 9 is 21, plus 8 is 20, plus 9 is uh, 30. Yeah, it's 30 plus, that multiplied by 2 is, yeah, so 60 points of smite damage. Oh, geez, he takes 60 points of smite damage on the crit. Yeah, so 60 points of smite damage plus 20-something, it was, yeah, it was like 21, right? Mm-hmm. So 81 points of damage in the first hit and the second hit. He can smite twice, can't he?
4: Yeah, he can smite on every attack.
2: Okay, so... Every
4: single attack, you can choose to smite as long as you have the spell slots for it. 2,
2: three, 6, plus 7 plus 9 is 16, and then 40, 12. 2, 12, so 14. was 12 is 26. Seven, 20, so 20. So how do the- I want to do this? This is the part of
4: uh, of being a DM that they never talk to you about when they talk about running a game in D&D. It's when you have to kill your own babies, because uh, creating the encounter and then uh, inevitably having an NPC that you didn't think was going to be in the fight, joining the fight, uh, when you've been wailing on the big bad for a very long time, happens every single time. I am just happy I mean, Matt gets to feel my pain for once.
0: Right. I mean... As far as I was concerned, he was counterspelling all of my spells, so why not see if we can get Repentance up and running?
2: Yeah. As Repentance hits this thing, he flashes out twice with that giant flaming greatsword that he got in the first dungeon we did with Repentance in it. Yay! And as he does so, he carves this thing into four equally burning chunks because remember fire is the one thing it's not at all resistant to or can you know regenerate from or anything like that because it's got a troll's regeneration Uh, so yeah it falls he's now being carried to the ceiling by the gravity thing but Moonborn swings over to grab him and you all hear a no and the building begins to shake
4: as Delver starts screaming at the top of his mechanical-ish lungs to get to him
2: Creo uh, swings over and flies directly at the portal that's been open this entire time where the two horned figure has been waiting and its hand is actually coming in. And Creo goes, I've got this and flies directly at it. Creo, what are you? It's what I've been looking for this whole time. And he turns and he like narrows his eyes, but you can't see this, but you know, I'm the DM. I'm explaining that this is happening. <laughs> uh, he, he narrows his eyes and goes, Hi, Dad, and rides right into the portal, slashing with the Luck Blade, and the portal closes. Creo, what?
4: Uh, uh, Delver, get get to me, get to me, get to me, get to me. Billen falling, Billen going away. Get to me, get to me, get to me.
0: Which one of you is
2: Delver? It doesn't matter. Moonborn actually swoops over, and with like he's got a lot of movement. He grabs. uh, He basically puts himself down so you guys can grab at him because he can't grab you. He already grabbed somebody. Okay, but he flies low in between you and Isra, so you can both jump on him.
0: Okay, I'm not going to okay. make you
2: roll for it because it's a big heroic and, moment.
4: And as everybody touches, Delver casts teleport. We going home,
0: right. okay. but we did
2: get to search the butt. Okay,
4: the building's collapsing. This is the big heroic <laughs> escape yeah. moment. True, yeah.
2: you teleport, and in a, like a moment, you're back, like across the the distance. To the uh, well, how far is your teleport range? How far uh, can it take? Teleport
4: you? is anywhere on the same plane of existence.
2: Okay, so yeah, it, you pop right to the the manor that you guys have been living in. Um, you did, however, leave Wait. the kobolds under. What about
4: the we can, yeah. so we can, yeah, love- Del- Delver, Delver will it? Delver will send to them to come home.
0: Can you get to them, Delver? Could you teleport to them and teleport them back home?
4: Uh, this is very exhausting. No,
0: okay.
4: <laughs> I, I just burned a seventh level spell to do that.
0: Okay, well. We need to get get
2: in touch with them and I'm, tell them they can make their way back.
4: I'm, I'm on I'm, I'm on it, and I'll send a message to the the
2: admiral as, to get home. As you guys are doing, as you guys are doing all that, uh, you 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 realize that there's a man. There's a man. A man. Is it a man with a hex? Has he got? He is uh, riding on a Pegasus, and he has a luck blade slung over his shoulder. He's like, "Hey guys, Creo plane shifts really cool." Uh, yes.
3: Wow. Yeah
4: that that was very good. Yes.
2: Uh, he, he he wipes the the blade off the lock blade. Oh, I used up the wish on this thing and everything. But yeah, that, uh, apparently that's my dad.
0: The demon was your dad.
2: Uh, he ain't demon. He's a god, the two horned one. Woo, Very. He's probably some kind of dragon god of killing everything.
3: Oh.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, inconvenient.
3: Uh, yeah.
2: Apparently, uh, yeah, your people. Uh, he points at Israel. Your people really ticked him off, I guess. Uh, the, that's what the library oh. said. Hmm. Yeah, I I had to go back to the library and check some stuff once that voice was started whispering in my head. Yeah, voice? but anyway, though the, the the thanks for having the orb of Dragon kind on you, that really helped. <laughs> the pearl, and, uh... the opal, the opal. Oh, is
0: that what that thing was? It's it was cursed though.
2: No, 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 no. That no, 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 no. She's Israel had it the whole time. Israel got in the first dungeon. Oh, yeah, I I oh, didn't know the that amulet. either. Yeah, it's an orb of Dragon kind. You never cast identify on it. We never it's did,
4: and we legitimately never did. Time.
2: So we will cut now to the montage, like a like a Fallout ending, where we get all the the pirates, the Cobalt Pirates, sailed back after a few days, laden with treasure that they'd found in the ruins of the abandoned, or destroyed temple. Uh, amongst their many treasures that they discovered were a lot of toothpicks, a ball of twine, several shoes. And this pile of gold Hey, gold. There was a very big pile of gold <laughs> on the deck of the boat um, as they sail into the underground. Like, unfortunately, since the sailing ship was built underwater, underground and can only travel around underground rivers, they had no real easy way to get back and get the gold out, thus requiring a lot of effort. Uh, shows pictures of the kobolds shoveling the gold into wheelbarrows and putting the wheelbarrows on bo- on little boats and taking the boats to the house, dumping the gold, <laughs> dumping the gold continuously on Delver wherever he happens to be, like a like a like Gatorade from a wheelbarrow, like, <laughs> like Delver's like you know out in the garden, you know, reading a book, gold. Delver's like at the top of the place talking to the dra- little dragon babies, gold, just continuously. After a while, Delver finally explained to them that they did not need to bring the gold to him personally.
3: Uh, Krayothaj
2: has finally answered his lifelong question. Who is my father? His father is an evil god that wants to destroy the world. But still, that's a god. It totally counts. He's taking the win. (laughs) Kiska, I'm going to let you narrate your own Fallout thing because they do that.
0: Kiska is kind of like spending her time. She started packing up her stuff to go back down to like the Underdark but got like about halfway through and then kind of like stopped and wandered upstairs to go talk to the dragon babies. And they had a nice little conversation where she was like, how are you guys doing? And, you know, they chit chat about how they're doing. And then she kind of tells them because she doesn't really want to tell anybody else yet. She's not sure how they'd react. She says, I don't know if I really want to go home. And the little guys are like, well, this is home. And she says, yeah, I think you're right. So she decides to stay put and goes back to her room and unpacks all of her things. (laughs) And and Because, you know, she's mostly a solitary druid, or had been mostly a solitary druid, but she's actually had more fun in the last several months with all of these really weird people than she's had ever in her life in the Underdark. So she's sticking around.
2: Moonborn, the confused and very good at shapeshifting, druid, was relieved that he wasn't being left alone without any other druids in this strange place that he didn't understand. (laughs) He often took the form of various animals and just hung out for seven hours in those forms before losing them and then turning into a different animal, which meant that for most of the day, he was an animal, which is how Moonborn generally likes it. He often (laughs) asked Kiska to explain very simple concepts to him. Then when he didn't understand what she said, he would go and ask Isra, and when he didn't understand what she said, he would assume it was just over his head and he would back to being a bear. <laughs> Delver, what did you do? Delver
4: would have spent the time trying to get reacclimated with all of these souls that were released from the reliquary situation that they were in, uh, getting them situated in the home and making sure that they had places to stay, rooms that were uh, set up and, and, and things like that, making sure that they were comfortable, uh, and then would have spent the rest of his time, once he was satisfied with that, uh, helping Isra. Uh, one of the main things that they had set up to do was to reclaim Isra's home and so he would have followed her to help either reestablish said home or make a
2: new one here that seems like a good time to say what isra was up to
1: uh, yeah i mean kind of the the whole her goal has been to reestablish kind of a home for the dragons particularly since they found all of these dragon babies and like this is a like this is a really nice area, but she's not sure that you can really raise dragons in the middle of a city until they're like giant ancient dragon kind of things. So oh. yeah, she does
4: Dover would point out <laughs> that you did live in a giant ancient city that had an area I with it.
1: S- well, well, that's exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> it. It's like like this is this place is nice and everyone she's met here is nice but she does kind of have she needs to go back home to the mountains and establish something i mean obviously it's not what it was and you need to clean out all of the dead dragons and every other horrible thing but you the, the dragons need a new home
2: with the help of vultans the formerly unconscious for several hundred years dragon who had been mentally dominated <laughs> and the four, you know, cat reptile monster things that were pulling the cart uh, mm-hmm. is Israel successfully moved most of her stuff up to former Nithodern, um, the town above Nithodain and began the long process of repairing and rebuilding the city. She was assisted by both Delver and repentance who himself had lived in Nithodain many hundreds of years earlier uh, it turned out that Repentance was in fact Kilnan Throach, the son of the founder of Nithodame in his previous life. And while he did not feel like it would ever be his home again, he was pleased to see his mother's greatest creation restored to some form of normalcy again. Priothaj okay, you know. wished that the meander was up in Nithodame. Literally, he wished it. He cast a he wish spell and moved the entire manor up to Nithodame. <laughs> he didn't tell anyone when he was going to do this. He just did it. That's fair. Turned out that the wish, the luck blade actually had several wishes on it. He just wasn't really good at counting.
4: And Aegis would, um, oh, Aegis would wonder why are we doing this? And then walk outside thinking he was going to the market to get some food, realize that they've been wished back up to Nithadane, uh, sigh to himself and then go back down to the town to open up a fabulous restaurant, uh, where he could finally <laughs> settle down and be a chef, uh, he would still live and in the manor you, and come back.
0: It's, a, it's that it's that town that we saved, isn't it? Yeah, with the fountain.
2: Yep. Uh,
0: yeah, so
3: I'm sure they'd the be happy to see, to see you. Yeah,
2: the town that they saved is actually just on the foot of the mountains, whereas mm-hmm. the yep. things up top. You can see them from each other. Yes.
4: Which, and then uh, he would uh, where he would garner, garner the reputation uh, where everybody would come from far and wide to see the Iron Chef.
3: Oh, God.
2: The kobolds (laughs) briefly are like, hey, why did we sail back if you were just going to move the place? But then they're like, whatever, it's underground river here, too. We don't care. (laughs) Um, And Inevitable Loss, who didn't get to do much in this campaign, is like, well, I'm going to leave now and go on a journey contemplating loss. I might end up in the Old West somewhere. (laughs) I haven't decided yet.
0: (laughs) It's kind of inevitable.
2: Yes, perhaps it is. Uh, but at any rate, yeah, I'm I'm going to go. You guys have fun. I'm I'm really glad that you're all happy, and I'm very glad that I'm not stuck inside of anything anymore. Uh, bye. And I believe the the various baby dragons took very kind, very well to Nithidane and its huge airy. Um, they were a little grossed out by the stuff you guys found. Uh, uh
1: well, it needs in, it needs a little house cleaning. Don't worry, we're gonna get this all straightened up. We're gonna this is gonna be really nice.
2: Yes. Uh, the the large amnesiac formerly life possessed dragon that you guys saved was like more than happy to use his volcanic powers to burn out all the corrupt things and spent a lot of time being followed around by the babies it was who were imitating him as he as he burned things but well, though they don't they don't shoot fire so it was kind of like just stop it stop it um, but nonetheless the town was eventually cleansed and in time settlers came to, from far and wide to. Return to Niida and orb come there for the first time to study the dragons for Israel had created a safe refuge for them once again over the site of their of their greatest loss and that in my best narrator from Fallout 2 ends this session. Thank you guys for being here with us. thank you to everybody here for playing. thank you especially for, to Joe for making me kill my own bad guy with my own <laughs> character. Um, <laughs>
0: thank you for Creo for being a Creo ex machina. Yeah.
2: That, thank you. That was great.
0: That
3: Liz. was
2: great. Thank you to Liz for giving me you know the inspiration that I originally had when I created all this because with her character screen. it was going to be a very different campaign until I read her character sheet. I'm like, okay, <laughs> we're going places with this. Strap in. And thank you to Joe, uh, not just for making me kill my own character, uh, but for I, I'm there's been a lot of interplay between the two of us a lot of the the really abhorrent elements of the last few sessions came from joe um in a way no no in a way he kind of helped to nudge this in a horror direction because i don't normally do horror games but yeah a lot of that was joe and thank you i'm gonna say this too and thank you so much for being you because you make it it's so much fun to do horrible things to people
3: oh dear yeah.
2: just it's been great. All of you. Thank you guys very much. Uh, and thank you for everyone who's been listening. Um, I don't know what we, the future is going to hold. We, we've got next, next month is the witch late game. Uh, but after that, it could even be one this month. Who knows? But after that, um, I don't know what we'll be running. We, we've just been talk about doing some Pathfinder and I'd really like to yeah. do that. So we'll see. What I, people I think do. we
1: should, I think we should try a Pathfinder adventure path.
2: Yeah. We hmm. will see what happens with that. Uh, but for right now, um, I'm just gonna say thank you guys and goodbye and you guys can say something and then we can go.
0: Thank you
1: for running an awesome game, you and Joe both. And I, thank- yeah, this has been super fun. Thank you for running it.
0: I, I thoroughly enjoyed my crash course in learning how to dread, even though I feel like I still haven't mastered it.
2: <laughs> and Believe to- me, you never will.
0: Yeah, I don't think I ever will. <laughs>
4: I want to thank everybody for playing as well. And also thanks to Matt for forcing me to run two characters at the same time at a high <laughs> level. Because that is a thing. How do you defeat Joe the player? You give him more characters to hit that he has to manage instead of focusing on one. Well played.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, you really were defeated. You did it, like you know you have an idea how much damage you did to that regeneration boss? I,
4: I did actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Great yeah, weapon, were great, weapon great,
4: great weapon fighting barbarians are dumb. They, they, yeah, they, well. they did stupid amounts of damage
2: but yeah thank you guys thanks to everyone and